The minute you lay your eyes on the all-new Toyota Tundra Capstone, you'll know it was made to make a statement. With its 22-inch dark chrome alloy wheels made for turning heads, carefully crafted two-tone leather trim seats made for pulling up in style, 12-speaker JBL Premium Audio made for turning up, plus power running boards made for stepping out on the town. The all-new Tundra Capstone, made to make a statement. Toyota, let's go places. JBL is a registered trademark of Harman International Industries, Inc. Hello! <sighs> this is a debate! This is a debate! We got a debate to watch. What's up, everybody? I bet you were thinking we wouldn't make it to this debate. <laughs> we thought there were going to be three of them, too. We watched the first one. We watched the first one. The second town hall thing was kind of a mess. And here we go with the, uh, with the third debate. Third debate. We're going to be doing open lines later on in the show. You guys feel free to call in. If you want to call in and have a chat. If you want to call in and give me a piece of your mind. you got to have uh, the webcam on, though, if you're going to be calling in. So we'll be taking callers in the second half. That'll be fun. Make sure this is... All right, we've got a bunch of bigots here. Bunch of bigots. Just a fun casual stream tonight. Fun casual stream. Talking about watching this uh, this debate. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We got we got Uncle Joe Biden, totally mentally capable. Why, of course, the last debate was canceled. Joe Biden versus um, Donald Trump, aka Orange Man. Orange Man bad. Orange Man good. You decide. We're going to let you decide. How bad is Orange Man? Just how bad is is Orange Man bad enough for you to vote for Joe Biden, father of war hero um, Hunter Biden? <laughs> um, man, this is going to be this is going to be fun. We got Aaron Burrows up in chat. What's up, Aaron Burrows? Ninny Levin, JFK, what's happening? Crispy Johnson's in the chat. All right. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry, Bill Gates. Sorry, Bill Gates. All right, so it seems like the debate is not starting yet. If you, uh, you know, it's interesting. When you look at how the algorithm functions on YouTube... Excuse me, another sneeze. It's always interesting seeing the algorithm and how it works on uh, on good old YouTube. So if you just search the word debate, first you get ABC News, Yahoo Finance, C-SPAN. You know, I guess all these companies that pay for their um, thing to be up there. Look at that, just all mainstream. Washington Post, Tonight Show, Sky News. Debate. We got the big debate. Let's see what, uh, what ABC's coverage looks like. Okay. Change. Joe Biden's real goal here tonight is to do no harm. No major missteps, no no big openings no for Donald Trump. Joe Biden is just, Joe Biden's Joe just a gentleman. He's not trying to harm anything. He's just a really good guy. Just a just a solid straight shooter, career politician. He will fight back when warranted, but really His son's a war hero. A businessman who has very important international businesses in China and the Ukraine. Joe Biden's just trying not to do any harm. Let me let me go ahead and uh, speak to you while wearing this muzzle to remind you that you're supposed to be afraid. 
Remember, always cover your face. Always cover your mouth with a face diaper so that you can make sure that you're not getting the full amount of oxygen that your body requires to fully function. But the news anchors don't have to wear a mask. We'll be muted. Want to bring in our senior White House correspondent, Cecilia Vegas. Cecilia, your colleague on the White House beat from NBC, Kristen Walker, going to be the moderator tonight. President you, got, Trump you guys got any predictions? You guys got any predictions for... Uh, for what's going to happen in the, after this election, after November 4th. We all know this is just getting started. We all know this is just getting started. What do you guys think is going to happen? Send their predictions via the, the Streamlabs. You guys want your comments read on stream? If you want to support the work we do here, if you want to support the stream, send those uh, links via the Streamlabs, or rather those comments via Streamlabs. Now, I'm not sure how long it's going to take them to get this uh, get this ready here, but, you know, let's let's learn a little bit, okay? Let's... We're going to learn a little bit about the most important issues that we face as a nation, as a people, and as global citizens, right? Global citizens in the flu world order, we we must, uh, let's learn a little bit from Sesame Street here about the big issues that are affecting all of us. This is probably the most important issue of our lives, probably the most important issue ever, ever. Um, and I'm really glad that Sesame Street is is going to help us learn about it. Elmer wants to be an upstanding to racism. Yeah, me too. But, well, I don't know what to do. I know it can be hard. How do you know what to do when you hear someone say you're not good enough, go away. When someone is not let in because of the how do you know what to do? Hey Elmo, how would you feel if I said I don't like you because I don't like the color red? Elmo wouldn't care what you said because Elmo is proud. You have to be real. And Abby, <laughs> what if I said that I think you're better than Elmo because you're pink? I tell you that it's wrong to say my color makes me Hey, Elmo, what if I told you that you have to vote for the guy in blue because Orange Man is so bad? Oh, Elmo. Oh, Elmo, what do you think about Orange Man? Because we think he is bad. If anyone tried to make Elmo feel sad, I'd tell them he's the best friend I ever had. That's Abby. Elmo thinks if you're big or small, the way you look doesn't matter at all. That's Standing, you're upstanding. I'm upstanding. Elmo's upstanding. We're upstanding. That's outstanding. Yeah. In our hearts, we know what's right, and that's what makes our lives shine bright. Now we know what to do when we hear someone say, "You're not good enough." Go away. Sesame Street's been around forever. Since we were little ones. I mean, since at least the 90s. I think it was around the 80s. Maybe since the 70s. Say something. Don't give in. Don't give in. Don't give in, guys. Alright. Who's inspired? Who's inspired? Where's, where is that window with the chat? Let me see what the chat's doing. 
There it is. Somewhere over here. You want to find out? Find out. Oh, excuse me. Find out. Wow, I'm getting threatened. You'll come at me and you'll find out how strong I am eating a plant-based diet. Calm down. I'm getting getting threatened by my Okay? Own. You'll find out. Whew. Sorry, Helen. <laughs> Thank you very much. Helen Guilford donated 10 bucks via Streamlabs. Says, waiting for the circus. I mean presidential debate. Aaron Burroughs donates 2 bucks through Super Chat. Says, no matter who wins, we all lose 2020. Oh. Um, yeah, it is a sentiment that a lot of people seem to be expressing right now, isn't it? Isn't it? But um, I don't know. Let's just let's just hope that uh, let's just hope that we all don't lose. Let's hope maybe something great will come of this, right? Maybe something great will come of this debate. It's, it's going to be entertaining. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Is is uh, is the muting going to be featured prominently? Will, will Trump be muted for his his toxic masculinity? Um, we shall see. We shall see. Let's uh, let's see what ABC... Have they started this yet? You guys are lagging. You guys are lagging. The debate was supposed to start at 8 o'clock, but they are lagging. But luckily, we've got... Yeah, we've got to set the mood. We've got to set the mood. We've got the good grown-ups at the UN who, uh, who worked with Lady Gaga to do their global citizen... What was it, like the stand-up against COVID and lockdown and uh, two weeks to flatten the curve... Global Citizen Concert, you remember that? The UN put on as like a benefit for the WHO. Um, she's just like a nonpartisan artist, just a really artistic, empowered woman. This, uh, this young, young woman, young empowered woman, Lady Gaga. Let's, um, let's hear what she has to say about the whole situation. Hi, this is Stephanie Germanata, otherwise known as Lady Gaga, and I wrote a sing-along about voting. Do you know how to vote? I know a place you can go. It's called TurboVote.org. T-U-R-B-O-V-O-T-E.org. They'll help you register, inform you how to vote, help tell you where to go. How inspired are you? Have your state or driver's license. They'll need your name. Just grassroots. Like your voices count. Your voices matter. My voice matters. Your voice matters. This is the day. Or the, the, the month, rather. Well, the year, right? Every four years. On November 4th. That day, all our voices matter. But TurboVote.org is easy. See? Click here. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Hollywood Live shared that. And I'm inspired. I'm inspired to vote. All right. So, I mean, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed we don't have Greta on the ticket. I'm still, I'm still kind of whining about that a little bit. But, um, yeah, your voices all matter. Every one of them. Every one of them, even Lady Gaga's. Remember, guys, this is this is what's so great about democracy is uh, she can vote, and her vote counts as much as yours, <clears throat> and that's a good thing. That's a good thing that you know adults that watch Sesame Street and uh, you know have their worldview formed by PBS. Those people can vote, and their vote counts just as much as yours, and that's good. I think that's amazing, right? I think this is great. Like vegan gains. 
He can vote. <coughs> He's Canadian. He can't vote in the U.S. He can vote in Canada, and that's that's good. That's that's freedom. Freedom is the ability to have an international media that's run by big money oligarchs and a government that is run like a revolving door for big corporate interests and uh, big international banking interests to essentially leverage that state uh, on behalf of these private corporations and banking interests that get to hide in these tax shelters all over and create these NGOs to then brainwash the public into all these movements, these hysterical, irrational political movements of outrage and flash mobs. I think it's fantastic that um, that people who just soak up TV all day um, and uh, they have the right for their voice to be heard. I think that's really good. I think this is amazing. There's there's no other greater institution other than democracy, um, right? Like you're. Your crackhead neighbor who's always listening to Stevie Nicks and trying to put spells on you uh, and tells you she's trying to put spells on you while she's pissed drunk at, uh, at, at 6 a.m. in the morning. She's been up all night smoking crack trying to cast spells on you. She can vote. That woman can vote. I think that's amazing. I think that's so good. She needs to be Lady Gaga fans, they can vote, right? Vegan Gains fans can vote. Vegans, they can vote. I think that's amazing. I think this is a good known thing. Known quantity in President Trump. People, he's been in everybody's living room almost nonstop for the last four and a half years. They know who he is. What they don't know is what he would do with four more years. And he needs to address that tonight. That's his challenge. Wow, that's deep. Some deep analysis there on ABC. Um, let's see. We got Fox has the biggest audience, it seems. None of them have the mic on. It'd be nice to get some of that, to hear what the crowd is talking about there. Look at them all masked up. Good little citizens there with their masks on. Man. Oh, man. He tried to be more assertive tonight. Um, I think those are the two options you're looking at this evening for the candidates, if they're, if they're going to be smart about it. And it should be a very interesting evening. Thank you, Chris. Rahman Minio, let's pick up on that right now. Right now, at least, this race is still a referendum on the president. He's got to turn it into a choice election. Yeah, he's got to, and it's very, very late in the evening to do that. I would say, you know, in this case, uh, Donald Trump cannot get out of his own way. Attacking the reporters in this effort, reminding the Americans that's what you're going to get for four more years. Wow, it's Rahm Emanuel, everybody. Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> The great American hero, Rahm Emanuel, you may remember him from every shady thing that happened in the 2000s, <laughs> the first decade of this century. You might remember him from every sketchy thing that happens in Chicago, Rahm Emanuel. Laser-like focus on the American families, their children, their future, and totally Nobody cares more about your, your and children and, right and your families than... It's about you, it's about your future, <laughs> then, uh, and that's what these we should be debating tonight, and deflect that into the core message about bringing the country together. And I don't yeah. think I would say this. Definitely, he don't, definitely, we shouldn't, we should definitely not talk about anything real. We should, we should definitely make sure not to talk about uh, the massive corruption, that is, all these massive corruption scandals that have come to light 
over the last few weeks, the last few years. Definitely don't talk about that. Definitely don't talk about the World Economic Forum. Definitely don't need to talk about that. A great reset. And Davos's projected plans for the, uh, the Sustainable Development Goal Future Grid. Uh, definitely don't talk about that. I actually heard some substance from him that evening. He's got to do that again tonight. And when you look at polling, he underperforms a generic Republican many times. It suggests there's some low-hanging fruit for him yet in this election. Those voters, they don't like him. They do like his policies. He's got to give them something tonight, a reason to go cast their ballot for him. <laughs> okay, so thanks very much. Yvette Simpson, yeah. uh, Lindsay pointed out... That was a fantastic teleprompter reading. Really, Look at this woman. She's so official. She's like a doctor. So the real job for both candidates is to turn out those who are already committed. Get this woman represents every black person, just so you know. Right, and also make sure those folks who have already voted go out and get everybody they know. This is a mobilization effort on the part of Democrats. We all know a young person. We all know someone who's a neighbor who's not voted. How do we get those folks who we know are registered, who might be disenfranchised, to go out and vote? And so this is all about making sure we have folks who are going to be dragging people, strolling, getting folks out as much as they can. And getting I think folks for the week out. like we've had... Getting folks out. Week, and if you, if you haven't noticed, there's a certain type of folks that we try and target to get out. <laughs> There's a certain type of demographic that we're really pushing to really get out there and vote. Out to the polls. <laughs> and so I would say all those volunteers who have already voted, get out and get your neighbors and your friends and anyone who has not voted to vote. Okay, let me bring in Matthew Dowd as well. Thank you, Yvette. One of the big questions, <laughs> how much does this debate matter with almost 50 million Americans already voting? Well, I think that's the untold story. And one thing I think the presidential commission is going to have to do in the future is put the debates much earlier, because as, as was explained earlier, nearly 50 million people have already voted. We've never seen anything like that, George. I look back in history, and the most, any other time that where we had a last debate where people had voted was less than 5 million people. Wow. Wow. Act on the country. PBS. His impact on the country is clearly cemented. No one thought that President Trump was going to win in 2016, including President Trump. So no matter what happens in 2020, um, there are people who are going to say, look, this was a sort of genius. Um, hey, remember, remember, PBS, this is your tax money. You know how much tax, you know how much we had to pay in taxes and we haven't even stepped foot in the United States in over 10 years. No, no, eight years, right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been to the U.S. once in the last ten years, and my tax money gets to go to this. So twenty twenty. This is what my tax money loses, goes to. Of course, his legacy will be that he was a one term president who was sort of someone who the country tried out and decided they didn't want. If he wins a second term, it will even be even more of a of a, of a sign that President Trump tapped into something, tapped into the instincts of America, and was able to pull off this victory. I will say, um, I think Trumpism is going to be around, and the brand Trump is going to be around. We can all imagine that if President Trump doesn't win, he will be off to do some TV show, some sort of of reality TV um, experiment or, or program. So the president, I think, has his long, his eyes on the long view of his legacy. I do think, of course, Democrats want to be able to say, this is someone that we accidentally... Um, All right. Come on. This debate is supposed to start 20 minutes ago. There we go. Barack Obama. Eats, who, who, who's exhausting Barack the American Obama. people. Who has all sorts of just, You guys remember Obama? Remember how amazing Obama was? Oh, if you just if you just vote for Biden, you're gonna bring back that amazing Obama vibe. 
You bring back that Obama vibe if you just spoke about it. Thanks so much, Dan. And now for a closer look at a critical battleground state, let's turn to Florida and Tom Hudson of WLRN. Tom, good to see you. I don't know. Anybody in Florida? Everybody out We got a few people in Florida. I know it. We got people in New York. I know we got some folks from New York over there. 30 more years of Obama. <laughs> yeah. Barack the Liberator Obama. What a what a great what a great statesman. He's so presidential. He's so that guy's presidential, you know? That guy's the media told me that he's he's really presidential. Super presidential. Orange man's bad though, right? Is Orange Man bad? I heard he's yeah, he's really bad. He's not presidential. Definitely not presidential. Obama, super presidential. I don't know anything about his history or policies. Why his mother had them weird pictures. Father was associated with intelligence agencies, and you know, let's not let's not think about that. Just, he was presidential. He was super presidential. <laughs> Obama, the drone bomber. Someone in the chat. Yeah. All right. So let's let's see. There's there's got to be some. Uh, We've got some, uh, let's see, vote song. Let's, let's listen to, uh, I want to be inspired. I want to be inspired. Let's see what kind of uh, songs we have showing us how to vote. We got the Hugh Crew voting song. voice to be heard? Do you want your voice to be heard? Get out and vote. Get out and vote. Your voice will be heard for sure. But uh, but there's two parties. <laughs> there's just two parties. And they're kind of the same. <laughs> they're kind of the same. But if you vote, you have a voice. This is the one time of the year. One time every four years. We just saw the FBI sacred right to vote. Last night, an extraordinary announcement makes from the FBI. another trip around the sun and revisits National us. National Intelligence John Radcliffe announcing that it was the Iranians who were trying to interfere in this election. 
That's right, George. It's a disturbing accusation that Russia and Iran have conducted counterintelligence operations <sighs> secretly to obtain voter registration Russia information and Iran, allowing them to directly reach out to voters. Now, my sources say while it's clear that Russia remains the primary threat to U.S. elections, things became <laughs> extremely urgent this week. Russia, Russia is the big threat, not not Twitter. Facebook, it's Iran and Russia. Authorities say Iran is behind that attack. Now, everyone is tense and on alert for the possibility of more disinformation campaigns as we head down the home stretch. But because. What is the attack? Hold on. Hold on. Extraordinary announcement from the FBI director what, and what the is director Russia of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, announcing that it was the Iranians who were trying to interfere in this election. That's right, George. It's a disturbing accusation that Russia and Iran have conducted counterintelligence operations secretly to obtain voter registration information about Americans, allowing them to directly reach out to voters. Now, my sources say while it's clear that Russia remains the primary threat to U.S. elections, things became extremely urgent this week when a series of emails were sent to Democratic voters in Florida warning them to vote for Trump or else. Authorities say Iran is behind that attack. Now, everyone is tense and on alert for the possibility of more disinformation campaigns as we head down the home stretch. But because we're in Washington, political shots are being fired. The director of national intelligence portrayed President Trump as the victim of the attack and did not mention one word about Democratic voters that were targeted, George. And we, we meanwhile, we saw the Democrats. Russians, the meddling Russians. Dude, oh, I'm so sick of this. They're undermining our democracy. Did you hear that? People from Iran are undermining our democracy and Russians, Russians are trying to steal this election. Russians want, Russians want to steal your democracy. But if you, if you guys just get out there and vote, you can stop it. To some degree. Now, the people working on it, military cyber command, the NSA, military cyber command. Guard units from state to state. They have election security and cyber units yes. that are looking at this at all times. But you just heard Chris Ray and you also heard cyber command today and NSA say the U.S. will not tolerate foreign influence and interference in our elections. So I think the question is, what will they do about it after making a statement like that? Cyber Command in the past, in fact, June of 2019, reportedly took cyber offensive action against Iran. Iran had shot down a U.S. drone, millions and millions of dollars uh, of a U.S. drone. And we need Trump, to, we need to, dude, Iran, they are asking for freedom. In the last These freaking Iranians and Russians, ooh, I want to give them freedom so bad. Ooh, Iran. You mess with the wrong country, Iran. This is a contentious election. And in 30 minutes, the most amazing, important debate ever starts. And you are trying to meddle in our election. You're trying to meddle. Oh, Iran, stop meddling. Russia, stop meddling. Tom Bossard, who's President Trump's oh, Homeland Security Trump. Advisor. And Jay, let me begin uh, oh, with Trump. you. We saw that publici publicizing of the Iranian interference yesterday, but the consistently Iranians. over the last several years... Ooh! Ooh, you need some freedom, Iran. You, you need some freedom. We're going to give you some freedom, Russians. Freedoms. I, I, how, they still, how do they still run with this? They're still doing this. Have you heard a Have you heard a word about Hunter Biden? I mean, this is cut and dry, straight up international criminals outed. 
right? But no mention of it. No mention. It's it's those those damn Iranian Iranians. Ooh, ooh, the Iranians are gonna. Ooh, the Russians. The Russians. Information, George. This was my number one concern four years ago when we saw the scanning and probing around election infrastructure, and we worked hard to encourage state election officials to seek our assistance. The Russians are at it again, and it appears that other actors have, have joined this space as well. We know they've gone after voter registration rolls. Do we have any indication that they could actually reach into state systems and change the tabulation of votes? Uh, I, I don't have any evidence that they have done that based upon what I read. Uh, but we cannot foreclose the possibility that uh, a foreign actor, a bad actor, could in some way alter a list, uh, delete names, change the spelling of names in some way, uh, which is why this is so concerning. But I, I must stress, however, George, that none of this controversy uh, should discourage voters from going out and exercising their right and their responsibility uh, to vote in, in this election. Uh, maximum voter participation is a way around this problem. Jay Johnson, thanks very much. Let's bring Jay Johnson. Right, entire... the way around this problem. There's those Russians, those meddling Russians. If you just get out there and vote, you could stop the Russians. You could stop the Iranians. At times, has save our democracy. Russian disinformation, which is like oh, this, this, uh, this trope of oh, this is a democracy. This has been pushed pretty dang hard for a little while now. Uh, the United States never meant to be a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the sacred democracy threatened by the evil Russians, they're so bad. President so Trump continuing to deliver a different message. And, and George, if you will, I think tonight, although it's not normal for foreign policy to really affect the outcome of an election, in this instance, foreign influence is a part of this election. And I think it's absolutely incumbent on President Trump for him to deliver whatever message he intends to deliver to Putin and uh, other like-minded officials. Oh, if Putin. If he doesn't address that, I think the next two weeks are going to be continued interference and those Dude, foreign leaders. this is the the foreign leaders. They just keep messing with the election. What a psyop! What a psyop! Um, all right. So we'll, we'll leave. We'll let him gaslight that audience for a little bit more. You guys continue with your with your gaslighting over there. Don't you mention? Don't you mention the laptop? Don't you talk about Hunter Biden? Uh, don't, don't don't mention that. Let's just talk about and don't talk about the CFR video where Joe openly admitted to the crimes. Alleged. Um, let's just talk about the, the Russian meddlers. What a freaking joke! Uh, we need we need to we need some good quality wholesome truth here. Let's, let's listen to this PSA. This is so go vote the YouTube channel. Go vote. Get your booty to the pole. 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 Your, your voice matters. Your voice matters. Do we get your attention? Good. So, you're really not going to vote. You know it's more Empo than Look at these empowered women. About it, right? Check it. A district attorney decides who to prosecute. Including whether or not to go after dirty cops. Do you know who elects the DA? We do. But you don't want to vote. 
can't make it Ooh. right when you're locked up on some bullshit. Want trades and coding taught in our schools? Then vote for the school boards that will right. prepare us for the job market. This is so... Want to end cash bail? Well, then vote for the sheriffs and county officials that feel the same way you do. But you talking about, oh, they gonna pick who they gonna pick, shawty. Ferguson just elected their first black mayor. Ooh. You know how that happened? Look at this empowerment, black empowerment. This is matter. this is how the media tells you that black women uh, should act, right? This is this is empowerment. This is women's empowerment. Look at this beautiful woman that's empowered. Current elected officials, if they matter to you, then don't let other people. If you believe that you are being gaslighted, then speak oh. out. Come and speak to someone. Met friends within the vegan community. I'll show you some gaslighting. You guys want to see some gaslighting? Let's go back to uh, ABC. They're, they're on a break. They're on a break. Are uh, moving as far to the right, moving as close to Donald Trump as they possibly can. And it's likely that we're going to need to see, we're going to see a runoff in that race, either Leffler or Collins emerging, and emerging because they clung most closely to Trump. <sighs> Get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. You're gaslighting. You're being gaslighted. You're being gaslighted. The Russians, they don't want you to vote. DB donates five bucks through Super Chat. Says, looks like I joined at the right time. Yeah, you joined at just the right time, DB. Good to see you here, man. Thank you for joining. Let me come over here and see what the chat's doing. Aaron Burrow says, this shit is cringe and offensive. Yeah. This is how they, this is how they try to market to you. And these, they're not marketing... They're not marketing um, a sale here. Where is all the money coming from? They're marketing you. They're marketing you your worldview. They're marketing you your vision of what reality is, right? This is the icon, the false icon they give you of what, a, what it is to be a woman, right? This, this is what it is to be a woman. This is empowerment. You got to vote. This is, what they, this is what they feed the black community while they tell you, oh, we just care about you. We just got to get, get the right guy in. These essential twerkers right here, they know who you should vote for. They know what's best for you. And they, their vote counts just as much as yours, and that's good. This is great that this bitch with her freaking big old flapjack titties slapping her ass on a fucking stripper pole all day, snorting coke half the night. She, her vote should count just as much. Just as much. Pole! Get your booty to the pole! Get your booty to the pole! Get, get, get your vote. For information on how and where to vote, as well as resources to find out who's running where you live, go to get your booty. Damn Russians! Those damn Russians and Iranians! Those Iranians! Iran and Russia! Do you run in Russia? You guys gotta stop that! You stop that meddling, Iran and Russia! You stop that meddling! Big booties! Big booties! Rocking the vote! Get to the poll! Look at this. Does my vote count? Yeah, your vote counts. Your vote counts just as much as mine does. That's great. That's equality. This is equality. When billions of dollars get spent to brainwash you into a dehumanized state so that then you will vote like herds and you can be herded around using twilight language and mass media. That's freedom. That's freedom and that's democracy. That's democracy. Get out there and vote. Get that get that WAPs out there and vote. <laughs> Alright. 
there's it's just endless, <laughs> endless, endless ads. Get out there and vote. Right? Look at Levi's. All these Fortune 500 companies. Look at these nonpartisan Fortune 500 companies. Oh, look at this. I know. Levi's. <laughs> this is because this is Levi's core audience, right? Morbidly obese, deaf, black feminist women. That's who buys Levi's. Jesus. What is this? What is it? And Levi's, this totally nonpartisan company. Just get out there and vote. If you just vote, if you vote, your voice will count. And Levi's, these Fortune 500 companies, they just want your voice to count because they love you. On November 3rd, 86 out of 99 state legislative chambers are holding elections. There are 70 million young eligible voters, the largest and most diverse generation in our country's history. We have the power to shape our country and communities. But we have the power to do what these ads tell us to do. And if you take your power back, you can empower the people who pay millions of dollars to run these ads. But we need all of us. So picture this. Jaden Smith. On November 3rd, we, we choose. choose. We choose who sits in 435 seats in the House of Representatives. We choose 24 senators and 13 governors. Amazing. We choose the sheriffs, the DAs, and the judges too. With yeah. 70 million young That's the problem. voters, That's we the choose problem. to align a vision too humane to be political. And make the future prouder than it's ever been. Ugh, so when the right. alarm goes off on Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, and you arrive at your polling site, to see freedom clocking two-hour waits. Vote anyway. When the machines stop working and your job starts calling because American democracy is running late again, vote anyway. Your vote is bigger than the color of your state. It is a revolution in motion. The moment you took to the streets <laughs> and to the screens to share your outrage, you committed to our collective dream, which requires that you lift it out of hashtags and into D.C. and your community. Lift it out of the hashtags, right? Just bless. It's like when you vote, you're taking those hashtags and you're manifesting them into reality. You're manifesting the hashtags into reality, man. Because remember, this is the same year that brought a pandemic which disproportionately killed Black and brown Americans and indigenous people. In indigenous, look at Levi's. Levi's just cares about you. Black and, black and brown Americans and indigenous people. The same 2020 that took the breath of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Nina Pop, and Dominique Fells. So on November 3rd, 2020. Know that voter suppression will be present. Vote anyway. You will be discouraged. Vote, Vote anyway. anyway. Tuesday will be imperfect. Mm. Vote, Vote anyway. anyway. When every headline is shouting democracy and duty in swing states, you will be asked to believe in a dream that never came to fruition for every American. So grassroots. And despite your best reason, you must uphold it. Because we can't vote a world into existence that we can't first imagine. The American imagine. dream is ours for the making. Yes. Come alive for ancestors who need you to your finish ancestors, the story. Ancestors, the American dream. Atonement. Cast your promise. Cast your promise. Promise. Cast your vote. Cast your vote. I promise. But vote. Oh, thank you, celebrities. Thank you. Wow. Look at. Wait. What? What is the end here? So the, the white chick, they say vote. 
<laughs> the white chick fades. The white chick is blocked by a shadow. You can't even see this. The white woman, but in the forefront, on the left. Yeah, let's just fade out that white woman. You just let you vote. Cast your vote. Cast, Cast your, your vote. vote. But vote. vote. Let's white woman fades out. Empowered, bald black woman fades in. Levi's, Levi's, vote. That is so empowering. I feel so. I feel so empowered. I feel like voting. I feel like voting. If only, if only the media would help me decide who I should vote for. Right? If only the media would help me decide. All right. Whereas, yeah, like. 20 minutes till the actual debate starts. Extended as the lower court had originally suggested. As part of all this, yeah, I think there is a focus on when ballots are going what to be What a beautiful place received. this is. I hope you um, all got we, a chance we to walk around and see this marvelous campus. On vote. We also have a crew. You see some of the people working around. There are cameramen, lighting people, people who produce this great background. We have over 60 of them. What? And we've had four debates in four different parts of this country. And thanks to United Airlines, who stepped up to the plate <laughs> and is providing free of charge free? air service for our entire crew wow. back and forth from one city to another. And so we really owe United Airlines. We owe you. Now, this one sounds funny, but we also owed, owe Anheuser-Busch oh, a great thank you. Not only for their beer, but uh, for what they've done for this commission for many, many years. Mm. Uh, this nonpartisan, totally unbiased commission. Now... Normally, if we were here with normal times, there'd be 900 of you probably in this audience. But with coronavirus, it just wasn't necessary for us to, and, and possible for us to do that. But they have always provided a giant tent with the food to feed the 5,000 reporters that usually come from all over the world, our crew, the news people who are here. And Anheuser-Busch is with us again this year, and we thank them. That's amazing. A pentagram, That's amazing. who's really responsible for some of the great work you see here. Crawl uh, and Mooring, uh, a firm in, uh, in Washington, law firm. And tonight at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Oh, man, totally good, totally good time. people in the National Island Press Center. Club. If those of you walk around the campus, you'll see a giant These are the pillars of democracy. Those, that's where media... Right, Budweiser, the, the National Press Club, United Airlines, sports. Boeing. And many, many, because of the coronavirus... We're not able to come here for this. And so the, the National Press Club has set up a national filing center for a media filing center for them. Now, there's been a lot of controversy about this debate. And so I want to spend a few minutes telling you what the rules are. Oh. Because uh, I think there's been some tell us, misconceptions tell us what and, and misstatement of what the rules are. Yeah. We published in <laughs> July the rules for this debate. That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. Luthien donates five bucks. Isn't it ironic? Rage Against the Machine was fighting against the machine and became, <laughs> became a cog in the wheel of establishment. Well, yeah. I mean, what do you think happens when you get a record deal? What do you think happens when you get a record deal? This is, uh, they became part of the revolution industry. Revolution Inc. Speak without interruption of any sort. Then after they each spoke for two minutes, it was open to open debate. Now, unfortunately, so does that mean the moderator won't interrupt the president? And is it, is it going to be the president debating the moderator and uh, Joe Biden again? Hunter Biden's father, Joe Biden again? Or is it going to be the president debating Joe Biden? 
So you're going to see tonight, I believe the first question will be directed to the president and he will speak for two minutes. They have lights, you can't see them. They're looking into their cameras to tell them how much time is left and so forth. And at the end of two minutes, the president will stop speaking and then Mr. Biden's microphone, which has been off for the two minutes the president has been speaking, will come on. And this will happen at the start of each of the six sections. There's no other censure, there's no other buttons that are going to be pushed to stop them because the rest of the time in each of the segments is for open debate. We want them to engage each other. We hope they do it civilly and discuss the issues so that the American people will learn something about where they are on the issues. Yeah. Now, this is a very, very important debate for each of these candidates. The first debate some weeks ago had a God, listen to how they frame this. Million people who watched listen to how they frame this. Now that doesn't count people who watched it on C-SPAN or people who had it on their computers yeah, or on their okay. iPhones it's important. or their iPads. We want to learn we something. This we want to learn something. Could reach if we can just mute Trump, then we can learn something from good Uncle Biden. That make you part of history. But those people at home are watching to try to learn something about these candidates to make that important decision as to who they are going to support when they go to the polls if they haven't already done so. So it's not for you to participate by clapping, by standing up, by, by, by bringing any, up any real issues or some of these real insane criminal scandals international crimes being committed by these people. Don't bring those up. We're trying to learn something here. It's not only our rule. It's the rule of the city. It's the rule of this university. So that you must wear a mask to come in and you must keep your mask on. If you remove your mask while you're here, you will be approached and you'll be asked to put it back on. And if, you're, if you don't put it back on, you'll be asked to leave. And if you won't leave, you'll be escorted to leave. Oh, thank you. Which will cause you some embarrassment and will take time away from the important Oh, but you don't need to wear a mask, today. do you, you crusted boomer? You don't need to wear a mask, exactly. do you? You're a good grown-up. You're going to hear a lot of noise. You turn around and look behind you. Those are the anchor booths of the major networks. And at exactly 8 o'clock, if you pull your mask off, the same time. you will be, hear a lot of voices. you will be warned. Listen to this. They scold the audience in front of the whole world. Listen to this social engineering. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit this guy is. With that, let me introduce my, my co-chairman, Ken Wallach. No, he doesn't, he doesn't have to wear a mask though, right? Freaking Archpedo on the stage. He doesn't have to wear a mask. Janet and fellow board members including Yvonne Howe and John Griffin, who are with us tonight, in welcoming you to the 24th presidential debate sponsored and organized by the Commission on Presidential Debates. And the second hosted by... And how is the Commission on Presidential Debates funded? How is it funded? What a joke of an organization this is. What a joke of an organization liberal democracy in general is. Let me come over here to the chat. We got OKs up in the chat. Some of my mod squad is here. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? If you guys want to support the stream, please do support the dang stream. We get none from YouTube. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up. Share it. Share the streams. Because your vote counts. And if you share the stream, your vote will count for double. And if you send super chats via the Streamlabs, your, your vote will count for triple. 
possibly quadruple, depending on the amount that you send via Super Chat. So the more you send via Streamlabs, the more your votes will count, the more voices will be heard, the more your voice will be heard, the more black voices will be amplified, the more trans voices, trans vegan voices especially, will be amplified. Uh, women's voices will be amplified, but silenced in this home. Shh. No, I'm just kidding. Would, the, the, all the good things will happen if you just support this stream and, and get out there and vote. You have to vote. The strippers said to vote. Okay? Negotiations between the candidates' campaigns are nearly impossible to resolve in a timely manner. In fact, it were protected and at times unworkable negotiations on these types of issues that led, in part, to the establishment of the commission itself. While there is always drama every four years, and this year is no exception, the process has worked. And post-debate research shows that the American people have considered these debates an if you believe that you are being gaslighted, then speak out. Debates have also created civic education opportunities for the schools and communities that have also turned the volume down on that one. Here at Belmont, we got a the university has launched jam. the debate programming series that explores guys. issues Deep Scope donates 10 bucks. Deep Scope didn't even say anything. Thank you, Deep Scope. Appreciate that. Deep Scope 22, 10 buck donation via Streamlabs. That's the way to support the stream. Hey, if you guys want to call in, we'll do open lines. Feel free to call in. We'll start taking calls anytime. Maybe even during the debate, we could take some calls. Um, we'll take calls. I think we'll do like a five minute limit on each caller, maybe 10 minutes, depending on how interested I am with the caller. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll be taking calls. There's a link for the Zoom meeting down in the description below with the password as well in the description of the video, as well as a link for support via Streamlabs. If you want your questions read or your comments read, that's the way to do it, and that's the way to support the, uh, the uh, stream we are doing here. And of course, thumbs up. Thomas will try to befriend you. They'll try to say, the vegan ideology, you've been brainwashed, come over here. That's brainwashing. <laughs> that is the actual brainwashing. Okay. Okay, Michelle. Liberty Not Licensed. Thank you very much. Liberty Not Licensed. Sends 20 bucks. Says Streamlabs wants permissions that Googly takes already. Uh, but I love you, brother, because he loved me first. His peace to you always, says Liberty Not License. Hey, Liberty Not License, you can use whichever method you want to support the stream. And I uh, always get stoked to see your name popping up. Thank you very much for that generous super chat there. Appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, Frank, how are you? Thank you. Thank you. Look at this. Evening, Look at this everyone. charade. This is how we shake hands now. We, we bump our elbows. But if we bump our elbows now. Look at this stupid shit. Look, they're standing right next to each other. Oh yeah, we do, we bump an elbow. Look, oh yeah, yeah, no shaking hands. This I'm new so normal. much better now, oh, and I'm so much bigger and stronger than you. Sideshow Bob, what's up, Sideshow Bob? Donates five bucks. Says you hear John Venus is vegan again. Vegan is he? But was he ever really vegan? We're gonna have to wait. We'll have to wait and see because from what I heard, John Venus was never really vegan. Technically, he was excommunicated. Vegans did their time travel magic, and they made sure that he was never vegan, can never be vegan again. So we're going to have to wait for the Vegangelical choirs uh, to, uh, to sing either their praises or condemnation of John Venus. And I'm sure, you, I'm sure there are 50 freaking YouTube videos from these doofuses um, uh, trying to uh, 
trying to either shame him or uh, and blame him or or praise him for whatever you know whatever's going on there. So yeah, thank you for that. It's always fun watching these uh, watching people try and leave the cult. So maybe he's being reeducated. He's he's in the reeducation centers uh, perhaps with uh, with Big Brother Leo Venus, Big Brain. Uh, big brain, big handsome, big brother Leo Venus, uh, perhaps convinced him to go back to veganism. But we'll see what's up. Um, I don't uh, care. To Alma uh, uh, and so all about pelvic blood flow. You get inadequate clitoral engorgement. Oh, Doctor Gregor. Such a coomer. Such a coomer that Doctor Gregor. But yeah, you know what? I'm happy for John's child. I'm happy that John is not forcing a vegan diet on his boy. Um, and you know what? I, I wish the best to John always. If he does great on a vegan diet, that's cool. Maybe he's one of the few that can do it right. Um, even though he was, I guess, never really vegan, he's going to figure out how to do it right. And, uh, and we wish him the best. Good thing his child is not vegan. Uh, he's, not, he's not doing the, uh, the vegan child abuse game, which is, uh, which is great. I wish the best for his family, especially his young boy. And, uh, yeah, we're good with that. we all good with it. See, we're, we're here to, to welcome with open arms anybody who decides to leave the vegan cult. Right? And it's not a... If, if you want to eat a vegan diet, I'm all good with it. I'm all good with it. But what I'm not okay with is this revolutionary movement. right? This, these vegan revolutionaries LARPing on the internet and LARPing about in real life thinking that they're going to stomp out our way of life and our way of living and destroy animal husbandry and our ability to feed our own families, right? So, um, yeah, maybe maybe we can get John to come back on the show sometime soon. We can hear from him straight from John's mouth exactly what's going on. But, uh, yeah, wishing John the best and happy for his child that his child is not being forced in this vegan madness. Dude, why is she wearing a mask? She's, this is, all right, this makes me upset, <laughs> these masks. The stupid dehumanization bullshit with the masks makes me so upset. Let's see what other... Is there another... Let's find another feed that has louder... Louder audio. Let's see if Yahoo Finance will give us some good audio. Nope. All right, let me come over here and read some Super Chats. We got uh, Alanis Morissette. What's up, Alanis Morissette? I'm glad you're back. Really glad you're back. To, um, she says your wife is pretty. Alanis Morissette says your wife is pretty. That's weird. It's kind of a jagged little pill to swallow there. Isn't it? Where is this video? Thank you, Alanis Morissette. I appreciate that. Now, if only, if only we could get some your wedding day it's a free ride we do need some rain there's no wedding days but we do need some rain here where is this freaking let's see we need a good fox has terrible audio but they're the only ones who are showing the entrances i want to see them entrances look at that we got 200 people watching that's awesome 204 bigots up in the chat let's see what the washington post is showing Washington Post, Jeff Bezos is rag. If something rag. moved polls 2% or like we were talking about earlier, if it dissuaded some people who maybe 
uh, are kind of center-right, consider themselves sort of conservative, don't like Trump, don't want to vote for him, but aren't sold on Joe Biden. You know, the, the idea, the animation that there could be something that, that's being looked into about Biden might cause some of those people to stay home, which is what Trump wants. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that's why the Biden campaign is on edge uh, about Trump manipulating the, the law enforcement apparatus. And, manipulating and, uh, the law enforcement apparatus by prosecuting international criminals. Oh, that's manipulating the law enforcement apparatus. This is, I, this, I cannot believe the gaslighting. We saw Jill Biden. We also saw Melania Trump, the first lady, uh, seated, both wearing masks. Let's talk about what both Melania Trump, masks. the first lady, has been going through uh, with her own uh, COVID diagnosis recently. Oh, That's let's right. go ahead she and do some social engineering yeah. right now. Let's read our teleprompter scripts. Baron Trump also had the coronavirus, as well as many uh, staffers in the White House and in the West Wing. And it's so interesting to see the Trump family there. They've had their mask on. This is, a, this is a lot different from what we saw in Cleveland, where they did have their mask on when they walked in. But then we learned a few minutes later that they took them off and did not put them back on, even as uh, the Cleveland Clinic aides asked them to put it back on. Um, this. I, this is the first time we are seeing Melania Trump since um, her battle with wow. COVID. Her battle, and, uh, her asymptomatic battle, her battle. Gone and keeping. She tested positive. Oh, she had such a battle. It's like the mask politics because. Oh, the we have to be so scared. So adamant Just remember, we're dehumanizing you all, and we're making you afraid of human interaction, so that in the future we can control all human interaction, and you can only interact in a way that big tech approves, because we're going to track and trace every bit of your movement if you allow us to. Because we're dehumanizing you with this mask ritual, just remember. And canceled because she still wasn't feeling well. I assume she's tested uh, negative to be at the event uh, now. Okay, you know, just she... remember, we're always going to be taking samples of your DNA from now on so that the Rockefeller Foundation and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation can have your DNA on record so they can make super healthy, happy medicine injections to give you and who knows what else. Hee hee. Yay, kids. Pee pee in the poo poo. Elmo says, go for uh, uh, On the trail, the first lady showing she is well, them saying Baron Trump is well. Uh, does matter for for the president. I mean, he he is running on the on a, basically a platform that COVID is behind us, and if they are continuing to suffer from the effects of the, of the infection, uh, that really undermines their message. Uh, and and so I think that's one of the reasons you're, you're probably seeing her in the audience tonight. Uh, James Homan, we heard contrition from Chris Christie, who contracted coronavirus. He was doing debate prep with the president uh, before the last debate. Um, we obviously have not heard any, any sort of contrition like that from President Trump, and we don't expect to, do we? We don't. And when he was asked about Christie saying he should have worn a mask, Trump said he has to say that, <laughs> which was kind of a, a funny response. Uh, the president is someone who doesn't like to express regret about anything. He sees that as weakness. Uh, and, it, and it's Listen, so expert psychologist from the Washington Post here. Expert psychologist. Let's see what other... What other streams do we have? Who's, who's going to be framing it for CNN? Position. The candidates, as I'm looking here, are not yet out. Um, there will not be a handshake, uh, which I don't think really should surprise anyone in this day and age. Anthony Fauci has said he <laughs> oh. thinks handshakes should be eliminated. I'm, I'm fine with that. I've oh, already, I'm I've fine with that. I'll never shake side. anyone's hand again. If totally Fauci, Anthony Fauci says that we should just eliminate hands altogether, and I'm fine with that. 
Uh, Sadhguru says that the best way to get uh, our, our human carbon footprint lower is to reduce the number of human feet. I'm completely willing to give up my feet right now to lower my carbon footprint. I will never shake a hand. I will never touch my mouth on a woman's mouth, which I love women to be kissing me because I'm I'm such a such an alpha giga heterosexual. When when I when I intentionally put my penis enjoyably into a woman's body, I enjoy it, and I will never do that Donald again because we should not shake hands. Because Doctor Anthony Fauci said that's not okay. We should eliminate it altogether. We should eliminate handshaking. Let's just go ahead and eliminate all non-essential activities. Let's go ahead and eliminate all non-essential people. Uh, slowly and surely, uh, we we think we can do this if we just keep you in enough fear and trepidation and continue to gaslight you with all the lies and the bullshit and the terror campaigns that we're constantly subjecting you through uh, uh, to through our international media apparatus. The votes that have already been cast, that this debate won't affect, obviously, since those votes are already banked. But for the people who have not voted yet, for the people who will vote between now and Election Day or on Election Day, he must find a message that is not simply throwing red meat to his base. Red meat. Uh, Joe Biden is corrupt. He should be arrested. I may, fi- I may fire Bill Barr. I mean, all these oh, things. All these things. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Joe Biden is admitted international criminal. Uh, there's a clip of him admitting his crimes in front of the CFR, bragging about his crimes. But look. We are here to run interference for him because these transnational corporations and international banking interests have Joe Biden as their preferred candidate because he is a total compromised whore. Forget that. Look at what we've seen in Texas. Texas. came out yesterday, 47 Joe Rogan vote. The Joe Rogan vote. Huge. His voice really matters. Florida. Biden ahead. That's not even to say about Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, three states Donald Trump won in 2016, where he's behind by what may be margins that he will simply not be able to come back from. So the the burden of proof here is on Donald Trump. He must find a way to change the working dynamic of this race with 12 days left. If he does that, it still doesn't mean he's going to win. Like I said... 25, 30 million people have already voted. I haven't even checked the latest numbers. This guy is so, look at this so guy. He's so, so smart. He's a typewriter. He's so smart. He's, he's journalisting on his typewriter. All the hot scoops, they just, they just come out of his typewriter. He's like, hey, is that a scoop coming out of my typewriter? Oh, oh, I better, I better type about this new scoop. Oh, wait, no, that's. Oh, oh, a new a new scoop came through the typewriter. That's Russian disinformation. That's the disinformation because Iran and Russia hate our democracy. Oh, okay. I'll do a new scoop. A new scoop coming through my typewriter. I have so many books. I'm so smart. Tonight's debate is sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates. It is conducted under health and safety protocols designed by the commission's health security advisor. The audience here in the hall has promised to remain health silent. Security no advisor. cheers, boos, or other interruptions. No human interactions because we wanted to humanize you and get you used to only taking cues emotionally and psychologically from your electronic devices. We don't want any interruption or any laughter or any uh, anything from people. Oh, there we go. I didn't, I didn't. 
And I do want to say a very good evening to both of you. This Aww. debate will cover six major topics at the beginning of each section. Each candidate will have two minutes uninterrupted to answer my first question. The debate commission will then turn on their microphone only when it is their turn to answer. And the commission- What a joke. That's how the debate works. They don't get to answer each other's questions. She asks the questions. Both microphones will remain on. But on behalf of the voters, I'm going to ask you to please speak one at a time. The goal is for you to hear each other and for the American people to hear every word of what you both have to say. And so with that, if you're ready, let's start. And we will begin with the fight against the coronavirus. President Trump, the first question is for you. The country is heading into a dangerous new phase. More than 40,000 Americans (gasps) are in the hospital tonight with COVID, including record numbers here in Tennessee. And since the two of you last shared a stage, 16,000 Americans have died from COVID. So please be specific. How would you lead the country during this next stage of the coronavirus? How will you help to implement more strategic, totalitarian measures to track and trace everybody? How will you make it more insufferable for people to be alive under this totalitarian regime? In the world, in order to fight this horrible disease that came from China, it's a worldwide pandemic. It's all over the world. You see the spikes in Europe and many other places right now. Uh, If you notice, the mortality rate is down 85 percent. The excess mortality rate is way down and much lower than almost any other country. And we're fighting it and we're fighting it hard. There is a spike. There was a spike in Florida and it's now gone. There was a very big spike in Texas. It's now gone. Mm. There was a very big spike in Arizona. It's now gone. And there are some spikes and surges in other places. They will soon be gone. We have a vaccine that's coming. It's ready. It's going to be announced within weeks and it's going to be delivered. We have uh, Operation Warp Speed, which is the military is going to distribute the vaccine. I can tell you from personal experience that uh, I was in the hospital, I had it, and I got better. And I will tell you that uh, I had something that they gave me, a therapeutic, I guess they would call it. Some people could say it was a cure, but uh, I was in for a short period of time and I got better very fast or I wouldn't be here tonight. Dude was, dude was hardly movie. symptomatic. Guy lives off of McDonald's. Say that, but He's fat, out of shape, doesn't care about what he eats. Went to the hospital preemptively and was totally fine. That's how terrible this is. It's gonna but I've been congratulated by the heads of many countries on what we've been able to do. Uh, with the, if, you, if you take a look at what we've done in terms of goggles and masks and gowns and everything else... And in particular, ventilators. We're now making ventilators all over the world. Thousands and thousands a month. Distributing them all over the world. It will go away. And as I say, we're rounding the turn. We're rounding the corner. It's going away. Okay. Former Vice President Biden, to you, how would you lead the country out of this crisis? You have two minutes uninterrupted. 220,000 Americans dead. You hear nothing else I say tonight. (laughs) Hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control. How many dead from suicides? How many dead from suicides from this media terror campaign and being locked in their homes and being told they're not essentials? How many died because they couldn't get treatment for cancers, heart disease? How many heart attacks at home? How many infections went untreated? How many cancers went, went undiagnosed? How many people do you know in the audience right now who've attempted to or committed suicide over the last six months was it like eight months now or nine months that this shit has been going on? We're starting from a very high rate. 
The expectation is we'll have another 200,000 Americans dead between now and the end of the year. If we just wore these masks, the president's own advisors have told him, we could save 100,000 lives. And we're in a circumstance where the president thus far and still has no plan, no comprehensive plan. What I would do is make sure we have everyone encouraged to wear a mask all the time. I would make sure we move in the direction of rapid testing, investing in rapid testing. I would make sure that we set up national standards as to how to open up schools and open up businesses so they can be safe and give them the wherewithal, the financial resources to be able to do that. We're in a situation now where the New England Medical Journal, one of the serious, most serious journals in the, in the whole world, said for the first time ever that this, the way this president has responded to this crisis has been absolutely tragic. And so, folks, I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. President Trump, I'd like to follow up so again, with you and your comments. Blah, 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 blah. This dude says nothing. He's going to have a plan. He's going to save you. Is that you. a guarantee? Is, no, it's not a guarantee, but it will be by the end of the year. But I think it has a good chance. There are two companies, I think, within a matter of weeks, and it will be distributed very quickly. Can you tell us which companies? Uh, Johnson & Johnson is doing very well. Moderna is doing very well. Pfizer is doing very well. And we have numerous others. Then we also have others that we're working on very closely with other countries, in particular Europe. Let me follow up with you, and because this is new information, you have said a vaccine is coming soon within weeks now. Your own officials say it could take well into 2021 at the earliest for enough Americans to get vaccinated. And even then, they say the country will be wearing masks and distancing into 2022. Is your timeline realistic? No, I think my timeline is going to be more accurate. I don't know that they're counting on the military the way I do, but we have our generals lined up, one in particular that's the head of logistics, and this is a very easy distribution for him. He's ready to go as soon as we have the vaccine, and we expect to have 100 million vials. As soon as we have the vaccine, he's ready to go. Vice President Biden, your reaction, and just 40% of Americans say they would definitely agree to take a coronavirus vaccine if it was approved by the government. What steps would you take to give Americans confidence, confidence. in a vaccine if it were approved? Make sure it's totally transparent. Scientists <laughs> will see it. Transparent. It. Look at it. Go through all the processes. And by the way, he's, this is the same fellow who told you this is going to end by Easter last time. This is the same fellow who told you that, don't worry, we're going to end this by the summer. We're about to go into a dark winter. A dark winter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And he right. has no clear plan and there's no that's, that's All right, look up Operation Dark Winter. That's that's a very important term he just used. President that is Trump referencing some simulations no and some... Uh, dark winter and at all. We're opening up our country. Wow. We've learned and studied and understand the disease, up. which we didn't at the beginning. When I closed and banned China from coming in heavily infected and then ultimately Europe, but China was in January. Months later, he was saying I was xenophobic. I did it too soon. Now he's saying, oh, I should have, uh, I should have you know, moved quicker. But he didn't move quicker. He was months behind me, many months behind me. And frankly, he ran the H1N1 swine flu and it was a total disaster, far less lethal, but it was a total disaster. Had that had this kind of numbers, 700,000 people would be dead right now, but it was a far less lethal disease. Uh, look, his own person who ran that for him, who, as you know, was his uh, chief of staff, said it was catastrophic. 
It was horrible. We didn't know what we were doing. Now he comes up and he tells us how to do this. Also, everything that he said about the way every single move that he said we should make, that's what we've done. We've done all of it. But he was way behind us. Vice President Biden, your response. My response is he is xenophobic, but not because he shut down access from China. And he did it late after 40 countries had already done that. In addition to that, what he did, he made sure that we had 44 people that were in there in China trying to get to Wuhan to determine what exactly the source was. What did the president say in January? He said, no, he said, this is, he's being transparent. The president of China is being transparent. We owe him a debt of gratitude. We, ought to, we have to thank him. And, and then what happened was we started talking about using the Defense Act to make sure we go out and get whatever is needed out there to protect people. And again, I go back to this. He had this is the, they're they're throwing the same questions as the first debate. This has all already been discussed. Why are they talking about this again? What what a freaking joke this commission is! This presidential debate commission Another is. Another serious joke. scientist in the world thinks it's going to be over soon. President Trump. Oh no, it'll never, never be over. We got to keep this going forever. With it, we have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like. Joe does. He has the <laughs> he has the ability to lock himself up. I don't know. He's obviously made a lot of money someplace, but he has this thing about living in a basement. Look at Joe's People reaction. can't do that. By the way, I, as the president, couldn't do that. I'd love to put myself in the basement or in a beautiful room in the White House and go away for a year and a half until it disappears. I can't do that. And Kirsten, every t- every meeting I had, every meeting I had, and I'd meet a lot of families, including gold star families and military families. Every meeting I had, and I had to meet them. I had to. It would be horrible to have canceled everything. I said, you know, this is dangerous. And you catch it. And, you know, I caught it. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Great doctors, great hospitals. And now I recovered. 99.9% of young people recover. 99% of people recover. We have to recover. We can't close up our nation. We have to open our school and we can't close up our nation, or you're not going to have a nation. And of course, the CDC has said young people can get sick with COVID-19 and can pass it. Vice President Biden, I want to talk broadly about strategy, though. You can have I seen, respond to that? 30 seconds, please, well, and then I have a question. No, number one, he says that we're, uh, you know, we're learning to live with it. People are learning to die with it. You folks home will have an empty chair at the kitchen table this morning. Shut up. That man Shut up. going to bed I don't tonight know. and reaching over oh, and you. try to touch their... <laughs> Out of habit, where their wife or husband was. I don't know a single people. I don't know a single person who's been killed by this. I I do know people who killed themselves. I do know people who've committed suicide. I do know people who've overdosed on drugs. I do know a lot of people who've had their lives ruined by these lockdowns. And this guy wants more of that shit. And you say, I take no responsibility. Let me talk about your team. Excuse me. And every time he, he tries to blame him for all the deaths, and he doesn't even he doesn't even outline what his response would be. He just says more lockdowns, mask mandates. It's not Joe's fault that he came here. Either. Skateboarding teens in Hawaii, right? And you just imagine them shirtless all day, right? From coming out to the world, including Europe and ourselves. Vice President Biden. The fact is that when we knew it was coming, when it hit. Well, when we, there we go. John McCray, 2006, donates 14 through Super Chat. Pentagon dark winter guy is in Trump's administration, if I'm not mistaken exactly. He's surrounded by a lot of these neocon types, all these DARPA types. So yes, it, there are ties with this dark winter stuff to both potential administrations. Now the question becomes, well, does Trump, does Trump understand and why is Biden name-dropping this? Why is he name-dropping that exercise? That was very strange. said, I shouldn't have closed. Yeah, 
And that went on for months. What Nancy Pelosi said the same thing. She was dancing on the streets in Chinatown in San Francisco. But when I closed, he said, this is a terrible thing, you're xenophobic. I think he called me racist even, and because I was closing it to China. Now he says I should have closed it earlier. It just, Joe, it doesn't work. I didn't say either of those things. You certainly did. You certainly did. did. I talked about a xenophobia in a different context. It wasn't about closing the border to Chinese coming to the United States. All right, I want to talk about both of your different strategies to handle. He thought I shouldn't have closed the border. Well, let's... That's obvious. Is that... Do you want to respond to that quickly, Vice President Biden? Okay. Let's talk about your different strategies toward dealing with this. Mr. Vice President, you suggested you would support new shutdowns if scientists recommended it. What do you say to Americans who are fearful that the cost of shutdowns, the impact on the economy, the higher rates of hunger, depression, domestic and substance abuse outweighs the risk of exposure to the virus? What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. It's his ineptitude that caused the, vi- caused the country to have to shut down in large part. Why businesses have gone under, why schools are closed, why so many people have lost their living, and why they're concerned. Those other concerns are real. That's why he should have been, instead of in a sand trap at his golf course, he should have been negotiating with Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Democrats and Republicans about what to do about the acts they were passing for billions of dollars to make sure people had the capacity. But you haven't ruled out more shutdowns. Well, no, I, I'm not shutting down the name, but there are, look, you need standards. The standard is if you have a reproduction rate in a community that's above a certain level, everybody says, slow up. No. What do you More mean? More social distancing. Do not open. Who's everybody? And do not open. Oh, oh, close all small businesses. Only Amazon. Only transnational corporations. Centrally controlled global economy. The capacity to be able to open and have the capacity. This is that these people want this Green New Deal stuff. They want the Sustainable Development Goals, where they shut down every aspect of society, deindustrialize, and then rebuild, build back better, like the World Economic Forum says, with the Great Reset. Where it's a centrally controlled economy where they get to ration you jobs and goods. And then I have a follow-up. Thank you, and I appreciate that. The whole world. Look, all he does is talk about shutdowns. But forget about him. His Democrat governors, Cuomo in New York. You look at what's going on in California. You look at Pennsylvania, North Carolina. Democrats, Democrats all, they're shut down so tight and they're dying. They're dying. And he supports all these people. All he talks about is shutdowns. No, we're not going to shut down, and we have to open our schools. And it's like, as an example, I have a young son. He also tested positive. By the time I spoke to the doctor the second time, he was fine. It just went away. Young people, I guess it's their immune system. Let me follow up with you, President Trump. You've demanded schools open in person and insist they can do it safely. But just yesterday, Boston became the latest city to move its public school system entirely online after a coronavirus spike. What is your message? See what a scam this is? This online school stuff, this has been planned for a long time. They want all your children in front of their iPads all day. They want to destroy human interaction and turn you all into automatons who only receive signals from your Pavlovian response training devices. They want to create a Skinner box society. That's what it's about. With a massive economy, people are losing their jobs. They're committing suicide. There's depression, alcohol, drugs at a level that nobody's ever seen before. There's abuse, tremendous abuse. We have to open our country. You know, I've said it often. The cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. And that's what's happening. And he wants to close down. He'll close down the country if one person in in our massive bureaucracy says we should close it down. Vice President Biden, your response. Simply not true. 
We ought to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. We ought to be able to safely <laughs> open, but would they need resources to open? You need to be able to, for example, if you're going to open a business, have social distancing within the business. You need to have, if you have a restaurant, you need to have plexiglass dividers so people cannot infect one another. You need to be in a position where you can take testing rapidly and know whether a person is, in fact, infected. You need to be able to trace. You need to be able to provide the, all the resources that are needed to do this. And that is not inconsistent with saying that what we're going to make sure that so we open safely. And by the way, you got to track and trace. we got to contact tracing. Surveillance. This is what it's about. Full-on surveillance, right? This is this is what the neocons wish they could have pushed in 2001. It's gone way further. To New York, it's a ghost town. It's a ghost town. And when you talk about plexiglass, these are restaurants that are dying. These are businesses with no money. Putting up plexiglass is unbelievably expensive, and it's not the answer. It I mean, you're going to sit there in a cubicle wrapped around with plastic. It's these are businesses that are dying, Joe. You can't do that to people. That's the we aesthetic they want. Plastic bubble world for you. My wonderful city for... Right? It's like, hey, look, you know, Trump, Trump's got a lot of blind spots. Or right, who, who knows what's really going on, right? But, uh, you know, I got to say, at least, at least he pushes back against some aspects of this nonsense. They have the Dark Winter reference. That was crazy. Read, uh, check out The Last, Amer- the Last American Vagabond. Whitney Webb and Paul, uh, sorry, Whitney Webb and Raul's article from uh, April 1st, 2020 on Dark Winter. It's an important one. They're all Americans. They're all Americans. And what we have to do is say, wear these masks, number one. Make sure we get the help that the businesses need that has money's already been passed. That's that do nothing. It's been out there since the beginning of the summer and nothing's happened. President Trump has lost more than 40,000 people. 11,000 people. There you go. G-Dub sends a $20 super test. Is Pepsi slash Coke? Either way, we will still occupy Syria, still support Israel. They will print debt-based currency and we will continue to be ruled by the Council on Foreign Relations while they shut down our basic rights. Uh, you know, I mean, if you look at a Council on Foreign Relations uh, publication, Foreign Policy, you can see that they're very against nationalism and Trump in general. Um, so although he is still surrounded by a lot of these neocon types, dark winter type characters, it's interesting to see that the, the CFR is definitely not a big fan of, uh, of him. He has created a, a major schism and... Um, and obviously, uh, obviously, there's a lot of a lot of hatred coming at him from the, uh, the from Foreign Policy magazine. So check out, you know, if you get, if you want to understand what's going on, you follow some of these accounts like Foreign Policy, uh, the uh, the Atlantic Council, World Business Council for Sustainable Development, World Economic Forum, um, a lot of these like Davos affiliated internationalist. Uh, profiles on uh, on Twitter. I'll give you a good idea of where they want the world to go. It's pretty interesting. But yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, man. GW, you're right on, man. And the fake two party system. Um, this false dialectic that they try to create. And you can see Trump's always trying to break through that media barrier, but they want to keep media is the real powerhouse here. They they want to keep this in a specific. They want to keep the uh, uh, the dialogue going in a specific way, and of course, that's going towards more surveillance. That's going towards what uh, the Council on Foreign Relations and uh, the World Economic Forum want, right? So this is uh, you want you read Foreign Affairs magazine, uh, Foreign Policy, I think it's called Foreign Affairs. Uh, 
uh, what's it called, a Twitter handle where they tweet out a lot of their uh, websites, articles. You want to understand where they want this to go. It was much worse than, much worse than the flu. He went on record and said to one of your colleagues, recorded, that in fact he knew how dangerous it was, but he didn't want to tell us. Didn't want to tell us because he didn't want us to panic. Why are you talking about this? This the same conversation you had in the first debate. Same thing. New York Times the other day that in fact his folks went to Wall Street. See, that's what media is all about. It's about framing. It's about framing the illusion for you from his administration. And what what you don't see talked about, you're not going to see pushback against telecommunications industry and the big rollout of these new mobile networks that require millimeter waves. You're not going to hear talk about what happened in Syria. You're not going to hear talk about uh, what happened in, uh, in Libya. You're not going to hear about uh, real issues. You're not going to hear about these things. And as somebody that knows most of those people, I could call the heads of Wall Street, the heads of every company in America. I would blow away every record, but I don't want to do that because it puts me in a bad position. And then you bring up Wall Street. You shouldn't be bringing up Wall Street because you're the one that takes the money from Wall Street, not me. My, I could blow away your records that, like you wouldn't believe. We don't need money. We have plenty of money. In fact, we beat Hillary Clinton with a tiny fraction of the money that she was able to. All right, gentlemen, we're going to move on. Oh, why, why? <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to our next section, which is national security. And I do want to start with the security of our elections and some breaking news from overnight. Just breaking last news. night, top breaking intelligence officials news. confirmed again that both Russia and Iran are working to influence this election. <laughs> both countries have obtained U.S. voter registration. Russia and Iran, but not Twitter, say, Facebook, and, and Iran Google. sent intimidating messages to Florida voters. This question goes to you, Mr. Vice Iran President. What would you do Iran. to put an end to this threat? You have two minutes uninterrupted. We heard that Iran wrote a letter and said... If you don't vote for Trump, we're going to beat you up. <laughs> Signed, Iran and Russia. Will pay a price. They will pay a price. Warhawk Biden. Clear, this election, I won't even get into the last one, this election, that Russia has been involved, China has been involved to some degree, and now we learn that, that, uh, that uh, Iran is involved. Ooh. They will pay a price if I'm elected. They're interfering with American sovereignty. Oh. That's what's going on right oh. now. They're interfering with American sovereignty. To the best of my knowledge, I don't freedom. think the president said anything to Putin about it. I don't think he's stalking them a lot. I don't think he said a word. I don't know why. Joe he Biden, he's going to take Putin. Putin he's going to be like, hey, and I don't know what he has recently give you some said. Freedom, if, anything, if you don't shut up. My guess is he probably put your freaking shirt on, get off the horse, and put on your mask. Where we have foreign company countries trying to interfere in the outcome of our election. Companies his own, own national security advisor told him that what is happening with his buddy, well, I won't, I shouldn't, oh, I will. His buddy, Rudy Giuliani, Ooh. he's being used as a Russian pawn. He's Russian being fed pawn. Information that there's, is Russian, the, there's the narrative. That is not true. And then there's what the happens? Narrative. Nothing happens. And then you find out that. Everything is going on here about oh. Russia is wanting to make sure that I do not get elected the next president of the United States because they know I know them and they know me. I don't understand why this president is unwilling to take on Putin when he's actually paying bounties to kill American soldiers in Afghanistan, when he's engaged <laughs> in activities that are to be trying to destabilize all of NATO. I don't know why he doesn't do it, but it's worth asking the question. Why isn't that being done? Any country that interferes with us will, in fact, pay a price because they're affecting our sovereignty. <gasps> President Ooh. Trump, 
Same question to you. Let me a, let me ask the yeah. question. You're gonna have well, what two about, minutes. What about the WHO? Greta Thunberg. <laughs> They're not meddling, right? What would you do in your next the world economic to put an end forum. to this? Two minutes. Well, let me respond to the first part. As yeah, what about Sa Sasha Baron Cohen? What country does he represent? And it came through Putin because he was very friendly with the former mayor of Moscow, and it was the mayor of Moscow's wife. And you got three and a half million dollars. Your family got three and a half million dollars, and. You know, someday you're going to have to explain why did you get three and a half. I never got any money from Russia. I don't get money Trump, from Russia. You need to go you know, ballistic right now. You need to be dropping these bombs, that. dude. And through Trump needs to go scorched John, earth. who is John Redliff, who is fantastic DNI, he said the one thing that's common to both of them, they both want you to lose because there has been nobody tougher to Russia with between the sanctions. Nobody tougher than me on Russia between the sanctions. Between all of what I've done with NATO, you know, I've got the NATO countries to put up an extra 130 billion. You see how they gaslighted? Hey, you know what's funny? During the Soviet Union, did you know that the United States never put sanctions on the Soviet Union? Did you know that? Did you know that there were never sanctions on the Soviet Union? Did you know that the Soviet Union's automobile manufacturing was set up? By GM, did you know that General Electric set up the electrical grid in the Soviet Union? Do you know where the money came for Trotsky when he took a ship from New York back over to the Soviet Union the for, uh, the, uh, before the Soviet Union was the Soviet Union during the revolution? Did you know that? There was never a single sanction on the Soviet Union by the United States. But as soon as Putin took charge and kicked a lot of the oligarchs out and started cleaning house... And made it to, uh, and actually turned it into a legitimate nation after the Soviet Union fell. Then there were sanctions. Did and you know it should that? Have never happened. And I think. And you see how the media is constantly gaslighting both candidates? How the media is trying to get candidates to react in a certain way and framing these narratives to make it seem like, oh, well, both parties have to be war hawks against Russia. Both parties have to continue this, uh, this Russia and Iran. Uh, rhetoric until we invade them both. This is CNN. These are the people who sold you on the Iraq war. These are the people who sold you on both Iraq wars. Kosovo. These are the people who, uh, who have lied to you about WMDs in Iraq, who lied to you about Afghanistan, With the Taliban. China does business in China and in fact is talking about me taking money. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever. Ever. Oh, yeah. Number one. Number two, this is a president. I have released all of my tax returns. 22 years. Go look at them. 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. What are you hiding? Why are you unwilling? The foreign countries are paying you a lot. Russia's paying you a lot. China's paying you a lot. And your hotels and all your businesses all around the country, all around the world. And China's building a new road to a new ga a, a, a golf course you have overseas. So what's going on here? Why don't release your tax return or stop talking about corruption? President Trump, your response. First of all, I called my accountants, underwrote it. I'm going to release them as soon as we can. I want to do it. And it will show how successful, how great this company is. But much more importantly than that, people were saying $750. Still zero, zero talk about any real policies, right? What did I pay? They said, sir, you prepaid tens of millions of dollars. I prepaid my tax. Tens over the last number of years. Tens of millions of dollars I prepaid. Because at some point they think it's an estimate. They think I may have to pay tax. So 
I already prepaid it. Nobody told me that. Did your account Nobody tell told you, you that. You Excuse them? me. And it wasn't written. Whenever they write this, they keep talking about seven. Why, why is the Why is the moderator jumping into debates? Let me just again. tell you. Oh, I prepaid millions and millions of dollars in taxes. Number one. Number two. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe. And your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the, the big, big guy. man, I think. The big guy, know, Joe. You know, who's the big guy? You're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You see how he, Joe, he rehearsed that, that, like, look down and shake your head? I'm going to ask you both some questions about all of this. I'm going to let you both respond very quickly. You just said you spoke to your accountant yes. about potentially releasing your taxes. Did he tell you when you can release them? Do you as have a the deadline for when you're going to release them? I get treated worse than the Tea Party got treated. Because I have a lot of people in there, deep down in the IRS, they treat me horribly. We made a deal, it was all settled until I decide to run for president. I get treated very badly by the IRS, very unfairly. Very bad. But we had a deal Nobody's been treated worse by the IRS than me. Did more but for the IRS than anyone. I have paid millions <laughs> and millions of dollars, and I, it's worse than paying. I paid in advance. It's called prepaying your taxes. Okay. I paid in advance. I want to ask you sure. both about questions regarding your potential foreign entanglements and questions that have been raised to give you both a chance Some to talk about this serious. more broadly. Respond very quickly, and then I'll get to my question. Why did he, he's been saying this for four years? Show us. Just show us. Stop playing around. You've been saying for four Everybody years you're going to release your taxes. Nobody knows, Mr. President. What they do yeah. know is you're not paying your taxes or your paying taxes that are so right, low. Still, still no policy being discussed. Still nothing real being discussed. How to See how they the frame system. it. They're coming here to the chat. What's going on, chat? What do you guys think about this? Who's winning? <laughs> Who's losing? I was put through a phony witch hunt for three years. See, the, and, and Joe in this debate, they try to act like his taxes are some big deal. What, what we want to know about is Hunter Biden and that laptop. What we want to know about is this Ukraine stuff that you openly admitted in front of the CFR, Joe Biden. We want to know about that. We're sick of this. We're sick of there not being justice for these corrupt politicians. And they found absolutely no collusion and nothing wrong. 48 million. I guarantee you if I spent 1 million on you, Joe, I could find plenty wrong. Because right. the kind of things that you've done and the kind of money that your family has taken... I mean, your brother made money in Iraq, me... millions of dollars. There you go. See the your sweetheart other brother, deals. Brother made a fortune, and it's all through you, Joe. And they say you get some of it, and you do live very well. You have houses all over the place. You live very well. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Let me just ask <laughs> some questions about oh. all of this broadly. Vice President Biden, oh. there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect. Was Talk about the about laptop and the emails. Listen, he's never denied the emails. He Nothing just says Russian. Here's what's the deal. And the media runs interference. With regard to Ukraine, we had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board, I later learned of a Burisma, a company, that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment, testifying under oath who worked for him, said, I did my job impeccably. I carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single <laughs> thing. Number one. Number two. About when you told the, the CFR exactly what you did and how you uh, you leveraged a billion-dollar deal 
and threatened to remove a billion dollars <laughs> if, if they didn't fire a prosecutor for you. You bragged about that. This thing about, uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Never President Trump, deal with let me, let me ask way, my question to you. But could I just one, one thing? Very quickly. His son didn't have a job for a long time, was sadly no longer in the military service. I won't get into that. And he didn't have a job. As soon as he became vice president, Barisma, not the best look, not the best reputation in the world. I hear they paid him 183000 a month. Listen to this. 183, and they gave him a three million dollar upfront payment. All right, and he had no I, energy. I'm going to let the vice president. That's she doesn't let him finish. To get to a question to you. Very no good. basis for that. Everybody investigated that. No one said anything he did was wrong in Ukraine. Okay, President Trump, this is for you. Since you took office, you've never divested from your business. He you shouldn't just let that go. He should keep pressing. Abroad. A report this week, which was referenced, does indicate that your company has a bank account in China. So how can voters know that you don't have any I foreign companies? I'm a so good. DB, what's up, DB? He says Canadian two bucks. Says Joe's malfunctioning. man doing business. The bank account you're referring to, which is everybody knows about it, it's listed. The bank account was in 2013. That's what it was. It was open to do. It was closed in 2015, I believe. And then I decided, because I was going to do, I was thinking about doing a deal in China, like millions of other people. I was thinking about it, and I decided I'm not going to do it. Didn't like it. I decided not to do it. Had an account open, and I closed it. Okay. Excuse me. And then, unlike him, where he's vice president and he does business, I then decided to run for president after that. That was before. So I closed it before I even ran for president, let alone became president. Big difference. He is the vice president of the United States, and his son, his brother, and his other brother are getting rich. Uh, They're like a vacuum cleaner. They're sucking okay, up money. President every Trump, place thank you. Goes. We do not need to true. move on. I do want to ask you, uh, Vice not President true. Biden, about China. Dad, not Let's true. talk about China more broadly. <laughs> there have, of yeah, course, I mean, President Trump. I would tell. I would advise Trump to go harder on it. He's got to keep harping on about this. In regards to the I mean, it's it's open and shut. This dude is an international criminal. Trump is not a saint, but this guy is a straight-up career politician criminal. Not like like what they did in Ukraine. He has caused the deficit of China to go up, not down, with China. What this guy up, helped to do down. in Syria and, and, sure uh, in in Libya. China, My goodness. All your intellectual property, you have to get a, have a partner in China. It's 51%. We would not do that at all, number one. Number two, we're in a situation where China would have to play by the rules internationally as well. When I met with Xi... At, and uh, when I was still vice president, he said, we're setting up air identification zones in the, in the South China Sea. You can't fly through them. I said, we're going to fly through them. We just flew B-52, B-1 bombers through it. We're not going to pay attention. They have to play by the rules. And what's he do? He embraces guys like the thugs like in North Korea and, and, uh, and the Chinese president and Putin and others. And he pokes his finger in the eye of all of our friends, all of our allies. We make up... Only we were 25 percent, 25 percent of the world's economy. We need to be having the rest of our friends with us saying to China, these are the rules. You play by them or you're going to pay the price for not paying the super friends economically. That's the way I will run it. And that's what we did. This whole idea of like you have your friend countries and then your your not friend countries. 
What a joke. Me know I have to yes. respond to that. Okay. Very quickly, and then we're going to move on to North Korea. A billion and a half dollars from China to Not manage after true. spending 10 minutes in office and being in Air Force Two. Number one. Number two, there's a very strong email talking about your family wanting to make $10 million a year for introductions. President Trump, on China policy, though, what's the... Oh, no, see, they won't let him. They won't let him talk about... They won't let him talk about the actual content of these emails. They're paying billions and billions of dollars. I just gave $28 billion. I just gave $28 billion to our farmers. Taxpayers' money. It's what? Taxpayers' money. You know the taxpayers? It's called China. China paid $28 billion, and you know what they did to pay it, Joe? They devalued their currency, and they also paid up. And you know who got the money? Our farmers, our great farmers, because they were targeted. You never charged them anything. Also, I charged them 25% on dumped steel because they were killing our steel industry. We were not going to have a steel industry. Okay. And now we have a steel okay. industry. Okay, Vice President Biden, your response, please. Our response is, look, this isn't about... There's a reason why he's bringing up all this malarkey. Malarkey. There's a reason for it. He doesn't want to talk about the, the, the substantive issues. It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. And your family's hurting badly. If you're making less than, if you're a middle class family. And you locking us all down and telling us we're non-essentials and making us wear masks, that's going to help, Joe? Your Green New Deal. You taking away our gasoline, starving us of resources, that's going to help. Huh? She can't go back to, to community college. They're the decisions you're making. Community the college. families like I grew up in Scranton and Claymont. Cam girls are having trouble making money on OnlyFans. Your, your families. Your families that we're always trying to abort. <laughs> they're, they're struggling. Ten seconds, Mr. President. That's Ten a typical seconds. political statement. Let's get off this China thing. And then he looks. The family, around the table, everything. Just right. a typical politician when I see that. Let's talk I'm about North Korea. Okay, That's about. why I got elected. Let's, was, talk let's about, get off the subject of China. This is the let's only way Trump can really win this. Is he has to break the fourth wall. He's got to break that fourth wall. He's got to shatter that glass house. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un three times. You've talked about your beautiful letters with him. You've touted the fact that there hasn't been a war or a long-range missile test. And yet North Korea recently rolled out its biggest ever intercontinental ballistic missile and continues to develop its nuclear arsenal. Do you see that as a betrayal of the relationship you no. forged? Just 30 seconds here because we need to get on to the next so, one. When I met with Barack Obama, we sat in the White House right at the beginning, had a great conversation. It was supposed to be 15 minutes and it was well over an hour. He said the biggest problem we have with North is North Korea. North he Korea. indicated we will be in a war with North Korea. Guess what? It would be a nuclear war. And he does have plenty See, they of They wanted war with North Korea. They wanted the meantime, war with Iran. They wanted war with Russia. It's been open for a long time. We have a different kind of a relationship. We have a very good relationship, and there's no war. And you know, and this about is part of why the media ago, despises Trump. Even though he dances for them in certain ways, he's pulling troops out of Afghanistan. He's not pushing their war agenda like they want him to. Now he's far from perfect, dude's far from perfect. The Syria stuff is a mess. There's a lot of messes that he's allowed these people to, uh, to put us into still. But they want full-on war with Iran. They want war with North Korea. They want international conflict. This is the name of the game. There's a lot of money. 
involved in selling out these countries. And strip I made it clear as a, as a spokesperson of the administration when I went to China that they said, why are you moving your missile defense up so close? Why are you moving more forces here? Why are you continuing North to do... North Korea. That's how uh, tiny uh, is North Korea, too. Military maneuvers with South Korea. I said, because... North Korea is a problem, and we're going to North continue Korea. to do it so we can. North Korea it. is just North Korea is about to invade the United States and take all their resources. North Korea is just about to; they're going to steal all your women and uh, and, and, and destroy all your men. North Korea He's is legitimized North Korea. He's talked about his good buddy, who's a thug, a thug, thug. and he talks about how we're better off, and they are have much more capable missiles, able to reach uh, U.S. territory much more easily than ever did before. Let me follow up with you, Vice President Biden. You've said you wouldn't meet with Kim Jong-un without preconditions. Are there any conditions under which you would meet with him? On the condition that he would agree that he would be drawing down his nuclear capacity to get the... That's always... That's always... The, free zone. They would make a nuclear... Right, they got the nuclears. The yellow cake. Look at the yellow cake. Colin Powell. Look at the yellow cake. We got yellow cake. Obama. He didn't like him. He wouldn't do it. Okay, I gotta give him a chance to respond to that. He wouldn't do it. guys. And it's okay. You know what? I just, I get upset with both of them sometimes. I think that, I don't know. I I get upset with both of them. I can't believe how anybody could vote for Biden, though. But, um, yeah, North Korea. North Korea, guys. Hey, hit the thumbs up on the screen, on the stream, guys. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the share on the stream. You know, YouTube doesn't share these. YouTube doesn't do any good for this channel at all. We've been hidden. We're probably about like a 50% shadow ban now, and it just keeps it just keeps stacking on. So you guys, please support the channel. These streams only happen with your support. We get no support from YouTube. All the videos get demonetized, hidden in the algorithm. Your donations via Streamlabs are the only way this channel gets support. If you want to see this channel, if you want to see more from this channel, please support I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. We get none. We get nothing from the YouTube. Nothing. This is all you guys. This is all your support. So there's a link for the Streamlabs down below. If you got any questions, if you guys want to call in, we'll do open lines soon. We'll start taking some calls. Feel free to call in for open lines. You can give your opinion. I don't know if this. It seems like they're going to keep this at a stalemate. They're going to keep this from getting into any real issues. There was a key vote on a new Supreme Court Justice, Amy Coney Barrett, and health care is at the center of her confirmation fight. Healthcare. Over 20 million Americans... So no, no talk of Green New Deal, no talk of the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, Fourth Industrial Revolution, the massive amount of power the telecommunications industry has been given, these government DARPA contracts with telecommunication industry that's rolling out these millimeter wave systems everywhere that have far-reaching implications beyond just communications through your devices, also have other applications, including military applications. No talk about this. The no individual talk about mandate. This. That is the worst part of Obamacare, as we call it. The individual mandate where you have to pay a fortune for the privilege of not having to pay for bad health insurance. I terminated. It. It's gone. Now it's in court because Obamacare is no good. But then I made a decision, run it as well as you can to my people, great people. Run it as well as you can. I could have gone the other route and made everybody very unhappy. They ran it. Uh, premiums are down, everything's down. Here's the problem. No matter how well you run it, it's no good. What we'd like to do is terminate it. We have the individual mandate done. I don't know that it's going to work. If we don't win, we will have to run it and we'll have Obamacare, but it'll be better run. But it no longer is Obamacare because without the individual mandate, it's much different. Pre-existing conditions will always stay. What I would like to do is a much better health care, much better, 
will always protect people with pre-existing. So I'd like to terminate Obamacare, come up with a brand new beautiful health care. The Democrats will do it because there'll be tremendous pressure on them. How about this? None of us want Big Pharma or the government involved in what we put into our bodies. None of us trust Big Pharma anymore. We don't want, we don't want Obamacare. We don't want the government taking DNA samples from us. We don't want the Rockefeller Foundation taking DNA samples from us. We don't give a shit about, I don't want your government health care. I don't want that. I don't want the government involved in reading my vital signs. I don't want you looking at my health records, even though you probably got DNA samples, health records, all my uh, 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 standardized testing, all my essays that I ever wrote in middle school, high school, university, even though you got all that. I don't want you reading my vital signs, government. I don't want your health care. We can take care of our own health. Now, I'll go to a hospital if I break my femur. I'll go to a hospital if I'm bleeding out. <laughs> I don't want your freaking, your, your nanny state health care in my body. What I'm going to do is pass Obamacare with a public option. And this is, again, they talk about this in the first debate. Nothing new. Nothing new. So this is, this is by far the stupidest freaking debate. What a joke. What a joke. This is the worst debate yet. The, the town halls might have even been better. To get Medicaid, you automatically enroll providing competition for insurance companies. That's what's going to happen. Secondly, we're going to make sure we reduce the premiums and reduce drug prices by making sure that there's competition that doesn't exist now by allowing the Medicare to negotiate drug prices with the insurance companies. Thirdly, the idea that I want to eliminate private insurance, the reason why I had such a fight for... Here's the thing. With these, 20- these insurance companies and these lawyers... These people are making a killing off of all these scams. That's why I did not one single person with private insurance would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. They did not lose their insurance unless they chose they wanted to go to something else. Lastly, we're going to make sure we're in a situation that we actually protect pre-existing. There's no way he can protect pre-existing conditions. None. Zero. You can't do it in the ether. He's been talking about this for a long time. There is no, he's never come up with a plan. Pre-existing condition. Oh, the pre-existing conditions. This is what you're supposed to care about. Oh, pre-existing conditions. 1819 and 20. Trump needs to go. Trump's got to go full on scorched earth. He's got to break the fourth wall. He's got to get, he's got to get through this nonsense. This is, they've got him in a loop. They've got him in a loop. They've got you chained to the ground, Trump. (laughs) And he already he brought up the laptop a little bit, but he's got to go harder on that. He needs to put the gloves on. I don't know why he's got them gloves on. <laughs> what are they going to do? I have a follow-up for you, Vice President sure. Biden. It relates to something that President Trump said. He's accusing you of wanting socialized medicine. Nice what do you say to people Biden. who have concerns that your health care plan, which includes a government insurance option, takes the country <laughs> one step closer to a health care system run entirely by the government? What's I say it's ridiculous. It's like saying that, you know, we're uh, the idea that the fact that there's a public option that people can choose... That makes it a socialist plan. Look, the difference between the president, I think health care is not a privilege, it's a right. Everyone should have the right to have affordable health care. And I am very proud of my plan. It's gotten endorsed by... What a stupid... Oh, everybody has a right to affordable health care. Your families are suffering. Your democracy is being undermined by Russians and Iranians. 
They don't want to, the Russians and Iranians want to take your free health care. How many of you home are worried and rolling around in bed tonight wondering oh. what in God's name you're going to do if you get sick? No. Because you've no. lost your... Because I know how to treat myself. I know how to keep myself from getting sick. I know how to keep myself metabolically healthy. And that's what I do. <laughs> I'm not lying in bed worrying about what's going to happen when I get sick. You know what I'm lying in bed worrying about? If you this and your crazy Green, Green New Deal World Economic Forum people are going to try to take our livestock and take our ability to even live where we live, if you guys are going to cut off our access to gasoline to save the planet, what I'm worried about are hordes of brainwashed, zombified, Bolshevik-style revolutionaries sweeping through cities, then suburbs, then rural areas, destroying the very way of life that we've worked hard to build here despite your greatest intentions to uh, to destroy it. That's what we're worried about. We're not worried about waking up in the night and, oh my goodness, what am I going to do about my pre-existing conditions or my health care plan? And by the way, so far, I respect very much the way you're handling this, I have to say. By the way. But somebody should ask the question. You can ask he, he goes for a year... There will be we, no have a, we have. There we do have no a number of. We have a number of topics. No, no, but that's a, big, we, that's a big question. We're going to get to. We're well, going to get to. The same topic. thing with socialized medicine. I have to respond, Vice President, your response, please. My response is: people deserve to have affordable health care. Period. 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 And the Biden Three care periods. proposal will, in fact, provide for that affordable health care, yeah. lower premiums. What we're going to do is going to cost some money. It's going to cost over seven hundred fifty billion dollars over ten years to do it. And they're going to have lower premiums. You can buy into the better plans, the cheaper plans, lower your premiums, deal with unexpected billing, and have your drug prices drop significantly. He keeps talking about it. He hasn't done a thing for anybody on health care. Not a thing. Tristan, when Very he quickly, says, I want to talk about when he says public action, health. he's talking about socialized medicine and, and, and health care. When he talks about a public option, he's talking about destroying your Medicare Totally destroyed and destroying your social security. And this whole country will come down. You know, Bernie Sanders tried it in his state. He tried it in his state. His governor was a very liberal governor. They want to make it work. Okay. Let's hear what Vice President Biden responds. It doesn't work. He's a very confused guy. He thinks he's running against somebody else. He's running against Joe Biden. I beat all those other people because I disagreed with them. Joe Biden he's running against. And the idea that we're in a we situation noticed. that they're going to destroy <laughs> Medicare, noticed, this is the guy that the actuary Medicare said, if in fact, at Social Security, if in fact he continues to withhold his plan to withhold the tax on Social Security, Social Security will be bankrupt in by 2023 with no way to make up for it. This is the guy who's tried to cut Medicare. So I don't, I mean, the idea that Donald Trump is lecturing me on Social Security and Medicare? Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's another thing. That's the thing. Come on, man. Go back and look at the records. He tried to hurt Social Security years ago. All right, let's move on. This is the guy that when they announced. Mr. President, I have to move on to the next question. They said the stock market will boom if I'm elected. If he's elected, the stock market will crash. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Very quickly. Look, come on, man. The idea that the stock market is booming is his only measure of what's happening. Where I come from in Scranton and Claymont, the people don't live off of the stock market. Just in the, uh, just in the last three, uh, three years during this crisis, the, the billionaires in this country made, according to the well, <laughs> $700 billion more funders. dollars. Your billionaire funders, Biden. Dollars. 
because that's his only measure. And that's who what you're going to empower more when you do more lockdowns. You're empowering Walmart. You're empowering Amazon. You're empowering those massive corporations and Jeff Bezos and these other billionaires. It doesn't come from Scranton. That's like one of the, he lived there for a short period gonna, of time before okay, he even knew. We're going to move on. Listen how she interrupts him. Let me move on to my next question, gentlemen. As of tonight, more than 12 million people are out of work. And as of tonight, 8 million more Americans have fallen into poverty and more families are going hungry every day. Those hit hardest are women and people of color. They see Washington fighting wow. for a relief bill. Mr. President, wow. why haven't you been able women to get them out? They need 30 seconds here. Because Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to approve it. I do. But you're the president. I do, but I still have to get. Unfortunately, that's one of the reasons I All right, we're, gonna, we're doing open lines tonight, guys. We'll start taking calls in. I don't think this is going to go anywhere. Because she'd love to have... Women in pox are suffering. Nancy Pelosi does not want to approve it. Call in. We got open lines. Feel free to call in, guys. Don't forget, we've already approved Call in. Let's hear what you, let's hear what you guys got to say. Keep it YouTube friendly, of course. Hey, guys, we need your support as well. The only way these streams keep going is by your support. There's a Zoom link in the description if you want to call in. The Zoom link is down below in the description. You can have your comments, your questions read via the Streamlabs link in the description as well. But I, I don't know if this is really going to go. I don't know if this is going anywhere. Yeah, I got Colin. Well, let's hear your opinion. I saw Jay Dyer in the chat. Feel free to call on yourself, Why Jay. have you not pushed the Democrats to get a deal for the American people? Well, I have, and they have pushed it. Look, they passed this act all the way back in the beginning of the summer. This is like Wait, it's can not we new. Move on? Can we move on to another subject? It's been sitting there, and look at what's happening. When I was in charge of the Recovery Act with $800 billion, I was able to get $145 billion to local communities that have to balance their budgets and states that have to balance the budgets. So then have to fire fire they have to fire firefighters, teachers, first responders, law enforcement officers, so they could keep their cities and counties running. He will not support that. They have not done a thing for them. And Mitch McConnell said, let them go bankrupt. Let them go bankrupt. Come on. What's the matter with that? Most of the house was a bailout of badly run, high-crime, Democrat, all run by Democrats, cities and states. It was a way of getting a lot of money, billions and billions of dollars to these kids. It was also a way of getting a lot of money from our people's pockets to people that come into our country illegally. We were going to take care of everything for them. And what that does, and I'd love to do that, I'd love to help them, but what that does, everybody all over the world will start pouring into our country. We can't do it. This was a way of taking care of them. This was a way of spending on things that had nothing to do with we'll COVID, right as for your question. But it was really a big bailout for badly run Democrat cities and states. All right, I wanna... If I get elected, I'm not going to, I'm running as a proud Democrat, but I'm going to be an American president. I don't see red states and blue states. What I see is American, United States. And folks, every single state out there finds themselves in trouble. They're going to start laying off, whether they're red or blue, cops, firefighters, first responders, because teachers, because they have to balance their budget. And the founders were smart. They allowed the federal government to deficit spend to compensate for the United States of America. I want to talk about the minimum wage, gentlemen. Mr. Vice President, we are talking a lot about struggling small businesses yes. and business owners these days. I love to raise this. I do so because I think one of the things we're going to have to do is we're going to have to bail them out too. We should be bailing them out now. Those small businesses—you got one in six of them going under. 
they're not going to be able to make it back. They passed a package that allows us to be able to call PPP. Money is supposed to go to help them do everything from organize how they can deal with their businesses being open safely. Schools, how they can make classrooms smaller, how they can hire more teachers, how they can put ventilation systems in. They need the help. The businesses as well as the schools need the help. But these guys will not help them. It's not giving them any of the money. We are going to move on to immigration. We have to help our small businesses by raising the minimum wage. That's not helping. I think it should be a state option. Alabama is different than New York. We got some super chats here. There we go. We got the uh, the, the chat is waking up. Thank you, chat, for supporting. We got autism, autistic spectrum warrior donated ten bucks. Says my city of Melbourne signed up. Skateboarding oh. teens in Hawaii, Whoa. right? And you just imagine them shirtless all day. Right. Thank you. We got a couple super chats. Thank you guys. Uh, every once in a while, we we get that good support from the audience, and we appreciate that. Uh, autistic spectrum warrior donates ten bucks via Streamlabs. Says my sis, uh, my city Melbourne signed up to the Rockefeller Foundation's Resilient Cities Network in 2014, ostensibly to deal with the chronic stresses and acute shocks Melbournians are likely to experience. Wow, the Rockefellers are so prophetic. Yeah, well said. Keto Miner also donates 549 through Super Chat. It doesn't say anything. 549 in uh, euros on Super Chat. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, you guys, th- these are supported by you. We get no support from YouTube. If you guys like these streams, support via the Streamlabs. If you guys got any questions or comments, throw them through there. And feel free to call in. We're going to be taking calls in. There's a, uh, there's a link for open lines down in the description as well as the link for the Streamlabs to support the stream. And we're going to talk about families within this context. Mr. President, your administration separated children from their parents at the border, at least 4,000 kids You've since your administration also, uh, so did Obama's administration. Locate the parents of more than 500 children. So, how will these families ever be reunited? Uh, Children, no one cares about this shit media. By coyotes and lots of bad people, cartels, and they're brought here and they used to use them to get into our country. We now have as strong a border as we've ever had. We're over 400 miles of brand new wall. You see the numbers. And we let people in, but they have to come in legally. And they come in through But America. how will you reunite these just tell kids you, with their families, just tell you, Mr. President? They built cages. You know, they used to say, I built the cages. And then they had a picture in a certain newspaper. And it was a picture of these horrible cages. And they said, look at these cages. President Trump built them. And then it was determined they were built. In 2014, that was him. Do you they have a plan cages. to reunite the kids? Yes, we're working family? on it very, we're, we're trying very hard. But a lot of these kids come out without the parents. They come over through cartels and through coyotes and through gangs. Vice President Biden, this let me is bring so you- funny. It's like, we, we live in Ecuador, right? Ecuadorians do not want open borders. Nobody in South America, none of these South American nations want open borders. This is such a funny American issue and European issue that's been hoisted on these people. Um... What a joke. And then they make it like it's some race thing. Oh, Trump, you're so racist. Uh, Mr. Trump, I have a question for you. Why do you hate children? Why are you racist? And uh, Biden, uh, what kind of ice cream do you like? And how do you keep yourself so squeaky clean and just like the idealistic candidate that should get our votes? 
built the cages, let's, Joe. Let's talk about what Who we're built talking the cages, about. Joe. Let's talk about what we're talking about. What happened? Let's talk about what we're talking Parents about. Parents were ripped, their kids were ripped from their arms and separated. And now they cannot find over 500 sets of those parents, and those kids are alone. Nowhere to go. Well, the, no the, the Clinton Foundation better help him out. Why don't you send Hunter Biden to go help him out? Send Hunter to help. We brought reporters, everything. They are so well taken care of. They're in facilities that were so clean. But some of them haven't been good. But just ask one question. Who built the cages? I'd love you to ask of that. Who built the cages? Let me ask about your immigration policy, Mr. Vice President. <laughs> the Obama administration did fail to deliver immigration reform, which had been a key promise during the administration. It also presided over record deportations as well as family detentions at the border before changing course. So why should voters trust you with an immigration overhaul now? Because we made a mistake. It, made too, it took too long to get it right. It took too long to get it right. I'll be president of the United States, not vice president of the United States. Hey, what's the up, fact Chris? is, I've made it very clear. Hold on, hold on. Let's Within 100 days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, those docket the dreamers, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country go. and put on a path to citizenship. The idea that they are being sent home by this guy and they want to do that is they go into a country they've never seen before. I can imagine you're five years old, your parents are taking you across the Rio Grande River and it's... And it's and it's illegal. The oh, no, Rio Grande River, here. man. You, can you imagine that? You're they five years old. Your parents are taking you across the Rio Grande River. First responders. <laughs> care of people That's a funny crisis. written line. That's we obviously written, that. right? Like this dude's we not thinking that. Christian, he had eight years to do what he said he was going to do. And I've changed. Without having a specific, we got rid of catch and release. We got rid of a lot of horrible things that they put in and that they lived with. But he had eight years he was vice president. Three, did two. nothing except build cages to keep children in. Yeah, cut off, cut him off, cut him off. Mr. President, why are you orange and why are you so bad? Why are you racist? <laughs> Mr. President, you didn't answer the question. When did you become a racist and why do you love being racist? Oh, this is crazy. Guess what? They showed up. I mean, I got to say, Tristan, your boy is getting uh, stomped on right now. <laughs> Dude, I'm riding with Biden all day. Biden Biden is my boy. If, if we, I'm saying, like, if Biden doesn't win... I'm gonna I'm gonna move to uh, what did he say uh, Australia like Bruce Springsteen. Me and Bruce Springsteen are gonna move to Australia. Two, two and one's never a good fight though. Two and one. He, he's been getting like he's been getting jumped every every debate. Isn't it fun? It's weird, man. It's and this is this is a nonpartisan uh, moderator. She's totally unbiased. This is what happened in 2016. They made it so obvious that they hated Trump. And they made the, the American people hate them so much that the American people said, fuck you, we're going to vote for Trump. And it seems like that's what's going to happen again. Like, this is... I mean, 2016, 2016 was a fuck you vote. Yeah. Come back in two years, three years, we're going to give you a court case. You need Perry Mason. But I won't. I won't. It's still, I expect the ballot, like, on, on my kitchen table. I have not opened it. I was going to throw that. I forgot that I registered, but I was like, you know what? Let me have the option, <laughs> but uh, I don't even think I'm going to do it. 
honestly. I've not. I've never voted. I mean, I, I was really big on the Ron Paul 2012 thing, and back in 2009, 2010, we were trying to get Ron Paul to get that nomination, and it was just. I mean, I saw the corruption in. Uh, this was in 2008, 2009, 2010, the, the libertarian types, um, which I was involved in at that time. We were trying to get Ron Paul to kind of become this – what Trump ended up becoming. Ron Paul was the guy that we wanted to get in there and just kind of break the paradigm, shatter the glass, call out the Federal Reserve. What actually sense. Right, actually pull us out of these wars, actually talk some sense as far as uh, you know, the, the, at least some of the critiques of the Federal Reserve go. Um, and I saw how corrupt it was and how messed up it was. But man, I'm, I mean, even now, like with just the amount of corruption that has been shown uh, to be coming it's from disheartening. the Biden campaign. <laughs> it's completely disheartening. Like, I, I give you credit for like diving into the muck all the time because I check out all the all day. I don't care anymore. Like, it's this is just joke. like what's gonna what's gonna happen is gonna happen, and it's scripted. Like, this doesn't look like Trump's on. I think Trump knows he's going to lose, and that's why he's like not fighting as hard. No, no, I don't know about that. I mean, he, he's he's definitely he, he definitely gets thrown in like twenty thousand different directions all the time, you know. So he he's always like on the back pedal, but it it's gonna it's taking a toll on him. And whatever they shot uh, Biden up with <laughs> is working. <laughs> They gave him the super. Biden said nothing. That's the funny thing is Biden's really actually said nothing. Trump uh, hasn't. He hasn't been the bulldog he should have been. He should have really gone hard. Um, Yeah, they've just they've kind of pushed it into this corner where no real issues are going to be talked about. No one's going to question the. uh, the, Why are we talking about big tech? Why aren't we talking about Twitter, Facebook, the massive social engineering campaigns that are going on using these big tech platforms? Why are we talking about Ukraine? Why are we talking about Hunter Biden? Like this, the subjects that actually like the real scandals, they just say, "Oh no, that's Russian disinformation," and it's just it's, it's such a Trump style. Trying to say something about it, even when Trump trying to say something about it, they just um, next question. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's how they keep him. That's how they keep him controlled too. Is just like constantly framing the narrative. Trump, uh, the virus is so bad. What are you going to do to lock people down and destroy their lives more, so that we can have more big tech and big pharma and DARPA control over your everyday lives and your movements and everything you do, think and say? How how are you going to help us with that? And anytime he tries to kind of like say, look, like we need to get back to work. People want to open their businesses. They're like, no, 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 no. Let's let's go ahead and slow it down. Um, Look! Look at the death count. Look at look at all these cases. <laughs> it's like it's just gaslighting. It's just constant gaslighting from media. No real issues get brought up. As soon as Trump tries to bring up real issues, they stonewall it. So it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't think Trump is like. I don't think he's in on it. I don't know. I really don't know. I, uh, in 2016, I thought. I thought like in 2016, it was like, oh, this is so obvious. They want you know Trump is the new Biden or the new uh, Obama rather. I thought in 2016, like Trump is just the next level of social engineered, media manipulated, uh, false imagery, false icon for people to to project their hopes, their fears on. And um, but now it really does seem like, especially with the CFR going so hard against them, with the Atlantic Council going so hard against them, it does seem like he's fucking up a lot of their plans, which makes me like almost want to like. Spite vote for Trump just to say f you to all these these terrible. So, so you're thinking about it? Uh, well, I can't. I can't because it'd be it'd be an absentee ballot. So it's like my my vote. 
I've uh, I, I've vowed not to vote long a long time back in like 2008 2009. I was like, I'm I'm never going to vote. So <laughs> when like, I saw what happened with Ron Paul, you're saying you're trying to say use my powers that I have in the kitchen table. No, I don't give a shit, man. It's like we want to vote for whoever. I just. I, I do think it's funny. Look, when I hear friends and family say they voted for Biden because he's more – Trump's just not presidential. It's like, dude, this this guy wants to raise your taxes so astronomically high. This Green New Deal shit, all this – like this is the problem. with Trump isn't bringing up all the Green New Deal stuff, World Economic Forum bullshit. Trump's not bringing up the stuff. He's He's been whatever castrated. He, he's castrated whatever he here. Gets, yeah, any, any, any steam, he just gets cut off of knees by the moderator. Now, mind you, I'm not a huge fan of Trump at all. I'm I'm a fan of uh, anti-establishment, but I'm not a fan of Trump really. But to see someone get stonewalled when they have you know some legitimate points, uh, I mean, it's it just shows how rigged the system is. And the dude, the dude does have some patience, man. You got to look. All right, Biden's a piece of shit, right? I can't hate Trump though. Like I'm not, I'm not Trump. I'm not like a Trump fanboy, but I'm not Trump deranged. I got respect for Trump. Biden's a Biden's a fucking moron. Biden is a uh, is a crony. Biden is an old school, just whore politician. But um, I mean, what him what him and Obama did was, uh, I mean, it, you have to understand as a black person, it hurts me to say these things about Obama. But it's right in your face, like fuck Obama. And, and with, this is Obama. With, did, Obama. Obama is such a patronizing. Uh, Obama is one of the worst politicians ever. He's one of the best examples of just total like freaking Manchurian candidate, whore candidate. Yeah, it's, it's just that, that do what you're told and you will not get assassinated. That basically what it was, you know. Dude, he was, was from the beginning. That guy. I mean, he he was groomed since he was a child. He was groomed, compromised since he was a child. Obama, uh, everybody knows, everybody around the Chicago area knows about Obama's proclivities. Remember his boyfriend came out and talked about their their escapades back, uh, what was that guy's name? I forget his name, his old, old that Obama boyfriend. But anyway, we, we know um, these people. These dudes are all compromised, man. Yeah. They're all compromised. I never hear too deep into him. When I see, when I see bullshit artists, I instantly check out. Like, I know that I, I shouldn't, because, but but I see complete horseshit artists. It's like now in the in the last uh, two months of his presidency, now he wants to hang out with Jay Z publicly and, and and talk about the criminal justice system uh, when like you know reforming and shit like that. Like it was complete and total horseshit. And I mean, yeah. this is the system we're in. Like. As a prerequisite to get into this system, you have to be super corrupt, it seems. So that's, that's why, you know, that seems to be – that's why Trump is, you know – I'm sure he's done things. They, they all have done. The, the, the secret is they're all the bad guy. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's just two teams. Like it's – this is uh, – the, the reason why people watch shit like uh, House of Cards and even um, – what was that uh, – that uh, – Tokenist show on HBO um, with the dragons and shit. Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. The reason why people can believe these fantastical stories is because, in essence, it's true. Did black like, people did, even watch Game of Thrones? Did you even watch no, that we show? Didn't watch, we didn't watch Game of Thrones. I feel like black people are just like, I don't give a fuck about these white dudes with swords. Fuck these guys. I, I actually went something like that, but I, I, have, I have like a life. There seems to be... Like, <laughs> Like, I actually do things. <laughs> you know nothing, you know? Jon Snow. You know nothing. 
You know nothing. <laughs> All right, let's let's see what they have to say. Maybe they're talking about real issues now. We're on the issue of race. We're talking about the issue. Here, let's back this up a little bit. We'll back it up. There's not enough people in jail. And go on my website. Obama would never give them long-term funding. Including some very liberal people that cried in my office. They cried in the Oval Office. Two weeks later, they're out saying, gee, we have to defeat him. Criminal justice reform, prison reform, opportunity zones with Tim Scott, a great senator from South Carolina. He came in with this incredible idea for opportunity zones. It's one of the most successful programs. People don't talk about it. Tremendous investment is being made. Biggest beneficiary, the black and Hispanic communities. And then historically, black what do you think? All right. Who, who's more racist, Trump or Biden? Come on. I love some of those. Who's more racist, Aaron? You're, you're as as our as our resident. Obviously, because you're black, you represent. As far as the media is concerned, you everyone. represent everyone. Like every black person must every, agree every with. Person. Right. Well, no, I don't. My honestly, I would say Joe Biden. A little bit more racist. How much more racist? Like on a on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> the about the lighting in your face racist like. I think I think uh, Trump has some old school sensibilities. He's an idiot, not a racist. Like right, we need, we, we should, or he's everyone's racial. You know, everyone has jokes and things like that. But it, that seems to be taboo in today's world. You know, uh, to me, someone who's racist is someone who can hide it, like Biden or Hillary Clinton or Kamala Harris or you know people who 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 seem to hate us in reality. So no, I, I would definitely say Biden. What do you think? Hillary, Hillary Clinton. What, where did that quote come from? And they said that Hillary said that blacks are super predators. I don't remember oh, where. I see that live. <laughs> she said it like there was a recording of it, or was it a print interview? Like I don't remember. Where no, I, I, no, it was it was it was some sort of hearing. I don't know what it was. I, I'm pretty sure I seen it on CNN. Was she trying um, to be like? Was she trying to be complimenting? Was she trying to say like, oh, they're no, really good athletes or something? Or like, how did that even come out of her mouth? Super I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was, it was, it was some sort of because Hillary Clinton was really tough on crime. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and she's really big on like private the, um, prison investment too. Yeah, so I think that's where the super uh, predator um, phrase came from. She's real tough on crime, but really, uh, she's cool with her her husband being involved in importing cocaine through Mena, Arkansas, for the Bush crime family. That's why I'm offering that's, twenty. That's billion. the world. You live in the world. You have been, you know. America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 I know rich people who who have done horrific things, and they're fine. And I know people who've done made some huge mistakes or in jail for a long time. But that's in every yeah. walk of life. That does, that's not just exclusive to the black experience. I don't know why people pretend that is. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah. where's the where are these laws? These like we talk about systemic oppression. Where are the laws? Like, okay, we need to do something about systemic racism. Fuck yeah. Where's the laws? Let's stop. We've got to get rid of the systemic racist laws. Let's do it. Let's repeal all the systemic racist laws. Please show me those laws. It's like, no, those don't exist. Yeah, I, you know, the systemic racism thing is interesting because media is constantly trying to push the black community into just all sorts of degeneracy, violent crime. Like, you know, look at Cardi B and uh, all these like mumble rappers and like the, uh, the, the drugged out rappers that they tell you, oh, look, this is black culture. Black culture is just like spend all your money stupidly on gold chains and, uh, and, 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 and do drugs. And like they do the same thing to every, every race, right? Whites, blacks, Mexicans, they do the same. 
same message of like spend your money in a stupid way, buy cars with big rims, uh, buy gold chains. And then like, oh, no. it's, <laughs> they talk about systemic racism. No, no, well, offense. no offense. Y'all get it worse. Y'all get straight Satan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're white dudes, it's just like, you're a piece of shit. Act like a, act like a Yo, weird, let, let black dudes bang your wife and, uh, and, and, and get into veganism and Satanism for white dudes. It's yeah, like, <laughs> you guys, you guys get Satanism. Like you guys get, you guys get Wiccan and, and Satan and yeah. Satan and that dude. So I'm like, we, we get like, we get, we get like chains and, and like, you know, promiscuity. You guys get the devil. So it's like, <laughs> God, it's like everybody. Well, I don't know you guys got you guys got Jay Z and Beyonce. I think that's that's pretty that's pretty demonic. That's the same. It's the same themes. But like, yeah, white people are like, oh no, you have no culture. You're just an abomination. Black dudes, it's like, oh, your your culture is basically violence and crime and, and gangster rap. Like that's what we'll give you. And then, oh no, it's systemic racism, but it's like the media that's gaslighting you into committing crimes and glorifying criminality is then telling you. And then the same media companies are investing in private prisons and whatnot. Then they're telling I mean, you, I, I used to watch BET. It wasn't this, the Discovery Channel or anything like that. Like, it man. wasn't anything positive on there. And I'm just like, we have to, we have to change the narrative ourselves because. Anytime big business inside of it, they control the narrative. Um, there is no more pos- positivity in the black community. Minus, well, no, there is positivity when it comes to women. Mm. When it comes to guys, you don't see any. You see how George, even though I don't care about this shit, but George Floyd was quickly changed into Brianna Taylor. Like mm. they, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, black yeah. men, black, black trans men, lives matter. It wasn't it, it, it was black lives matter? And then suddenly it's. Let's all chant black trans lives matter. It's all about trans. Three weeks, it changed in like a fucking month. And and I'm like, where where did the black man come into play? Last time I, and you see, if you see pictures or imagery, um, um, our art, it always depicts black women. Like, where the ones are getting shot in the street? What the fuck is going on here? Right. Can you, can you? But they tell, yeah, then they tell you, no, it's cool to shoot each other in the street. Like, this is great. Like, you just, all you have to do is have, like, your harem of bitches and hoes and get whatever drugs you want. And that's, like, that's what's cool. They tell white people, it's just, like, yeah, smoke meth and freaking, and, uh, and try to imitate. Yeah, white men or nothing. I've heard, I've, I've heard white, I've heard. Should we talk? Should we listen to this? Yeah, let's listen. Because I think they're talking about race. I think they're, these are the ones who really should be talking about race. These are the grown-ups. Let's listen right. to them. They have said that this is has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except them. His and his good. We friend, should really trust young, the heads of the CIA. The laptop the is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. And that's exactly it. what. Is this that's way exactly you what. This is oh, shit. I'm going to back it up. I'm going to back it up. This is you know big. Who he is. Finally, he talks about initiated by with Tim's our business. Let's let's hear the question. Something about people of color. They're sitting in squalor on the other side of the squalor. He can't say yeah. s's. He's got to do sh. And it makes us a laughing stock and violates every notion of who we are as a nation. Let me ask you a follow-up question. They did it. We changed the policy. Your response they to that? It. We, we changed. did not. Joe Court case. When you say they come back, they don't come back, Joe. Sure. They never come back. Only the really, I hate to say this, but those with the lowest IQ, they might come back. Okay, President Trump, let's give Vice President Biden a chance to respond, and then we're going to move on to the you next section. You don't know section. the law, Joe. 
Vice President Biden, your response. No, the law, what he's telling you is simply not true. Well, check, check it, it out. out. They don't come back. Check it out. All right, let's move on. But we don't have to, to worry about section. it because they terminated it, so we don't have to worry about let's it. Let's move right. on to the next yeah, section. 525 kids not knowing where in God's name they're going to be and lost their parents. Okay. Right. Back every year, we have to come back because President Obama would never give them long term funding, and I did. Right, jump forward. And we're trying to find the question. accusing me of is there. Right, let's 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 go back. It looked like it was there. They fed on the screen, and it was. It was highly salacious. Do you understand why people of color fear for their children? What kind of question is that? It's like, a, okay, let's let's figure out. We need to figure out the direction that the world is going to go. President Trump, do you understand why people of color fear for their children? Like, who yeah. are you? Who are you pandering to? Like, and, and how how stupid do you think? This is what's so funny. It's like the people. You know who the racists are? The people who are writing these little taglines for CNN. Those are the racists. You think that everybody yeah. just needs to behave and groupthink all the time. And because they're black, I mean, they gotta, the, go ahead. Look at the audience that they're, that they're giving this stuff to. I mean, you've been, you've been on a, uh, maybe we deserve this. Um, I know, <laughs> kind of, right? Do we this, deserve this? They're appealing to the lowest common denominator. Anyway, you should listen to this. Garbage. No, no minimum ma- mandatories in the law. That's why I'm offering $20 billion to states to change their state laws to eliminate minimum mandatories and set up drug courts. No one should be going to jail because they have a drug Remember, problem. Remember, Kamala Harris was jailing more blacks for drug crimes than almost anybody else in the world. Her whole career is about jailing blacks. Come on. Didn't you do it four years ago? Why did you do that four years ago, even less than that? Why did you And, of course, the international – the media – Who's always pushing criminality and normalizing it, legitimizing it, and telling blacks that this is how you become successful is blowing your money, worrying about hoes, and taking drugs and being a criminal. That's who's behind these can- this candidate as if well. I you did a good what a job, joke. I would have never run. I would have never run. I ran because of you. I'm looking at you now. You're a politician. I ran because of you. All right, Vice President Biden, your response to that, and then I do have some yeah, questions. That was actually kind of a good line. <laughs> that, was, I, uh, that was not bad. I hope he does look at me because what's happening here is you know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. Do you we, know our reputation for honor. From, this, is take, this is the same thing you said before. Yeah. He's so good right now because he had, what, more, two or more, three or more weeks to, uh, yeah. to rehearse the shit. Remember back, like, the first debate, it is what it is because he is who he is. It's true about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq. If this is true... Someone asked earlier what I was eating. That's just some cheese. That's some cheese that just came in. ...about how you're this innocent baby. No, they're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody... President Trump, I want to stay on the issue of race. We're talking about the issue of race. We're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, <laughs> respond to that. Please, because look, Very there are 50 former Please. national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said Russian that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties. So the five former heads of the CIA, oh, you mean like, uh, like Poppy Bush? And we should trust him who lied about where he was when JFK was assassinated. Okay, let's listen to them. Another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And you that's exactly what is this that's way you're exactly going? what this is going. where he's going. The laptop yeah. is Russia, yeah. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia. I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue boy, on the boy. issue of race. Mr. President, you've described one. the Black Lives Matter movement as a symbol of hate. 
You've shared a video of a man chanting white power to millions of your supporters. You've said that black wow. professional athletes... <laughs> totally neutral. <laughs> totally neutral. What do you say to Americans who say that kind of neutral moderator is contributing to a climate of hate and racial strife? Well, you have to understand, the first time I ever heard of Black Lives Matter, they were chanting... Pigs in a blanket, talking about police. Pigs. Black Lives Matter, Pigs, which is an openly Marxist Pigs organization. They say they want to dethrone the patriarchy and get rid of the uh, the traditional family. Come on. And that was my first uh, glimpse of Black Lives Matter. I thought it was a terrible thing. As far as uh, my relationships with all people, I think I have great relationships with all people. I am I'm the, the least, least racist, racist person. <laughs> least racist person in this room. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say. I got criminal justice reform done in prison. Biden said the Edward five times backstage. (laughs) I don't know what to say. They can say anything. I mean, they can say anything. It's a very, it makes me sad because I am, I, I am the least racist person. I can't even see the audience because it's so dark. But I don't care who's in the audience. I'm the least dark. That sounds racist. racist. Person in this room, sir. Okay, sir, why did you use the term dark? Very quickly, is that racist? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents ever. He pours fuel on every single. Abraham Lincoln. Fire. What is Abraham Lincoln? Every single one started off his campaign. You look at his crazy eyes. Right, really crazy eye Joe. Meth eyes. Really the juice is like really going into his bloodstream. When the Ritalin really kicks in. Everything worse across the board. He <laughs> says to the, about the poor boys. Last time we were the poor the boys. Station, he said, I you mean the proud stand boys? Down and stand ready. See that now they keep trying to say the proud boys are a white supremacist group somehow. It's like what? That's it's run by a Mexican dude. He called them the poor boys. No, no. You said, I said not since yeah. Abraham Lincoln. This old man ripping at this point. Now it's just like, who's the most racist? That's, this is what we really need to know. Who's the most or least racist? What I've done for the black community. Now, more you have black? done nothing other than the crime bill. Look at Biden. Jesus. I love his coach, like, look down and smile thing. Like, oh. In jail. All right. Let me, you know what? Oh. If you look at what's happening with the voting right now, let me ask they remember President that you treated them about like, He needs a, you know, a Trump, if he was smart, he would talk about the voter fraud. Now, this has been outed many times on social media already. The voter fraud is massive in this. Thing. Why isn't he talking about this? Come on, Trump. Black men. Go ahead. They're not, he's not coaching. He's not coaching. He's not like getting coached anymore. Like, he's just, he's like, he's winging it. What I did last, what I, what I did last time is going to work. Like, he didn't train for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and Biden has just been, he had the goggles on. He was floating inside of like a hyperbolic tank. Like, they were juicing him up. They were giving him, like, <laughs> he were hurt just for, for right. like, he, he just woke up out of his hyperbolic chamber just now. <laughs> like, this, he's prepared for this. Right. So he's, he's going to be eating alive right now. And, Thousands of young black men who had small amounts of drugs. In yeah, Trump just wings it. Biden prepares all week for his talking points and knows all the questions that are coming. I don't know. It's just... It's still obviously. I, I guess I am biased because I think the, the the Green New Deal stuff, the World Economic Forum's Great Reset shit, Biden repping the whole uh, Build Back Better. I I do. It does seem to me that Trump represents a part of the establishment that is highly maligned against this whole global order thing. 
Um, so I would I, at this point I'm still like I would much rather see Trump win. I feel like if Biden wins, it's going to be way, way, way. Oh, you might as well just you know that in the movie where the guy jumps off the atom bomb and he's just got the cowboy hat. Like, yeah, Doctor Strange Love, man. Doctor Strange Love, dude. You might as well just like enjoy the fucking ride. This is the yeah. Well, Biden's like the acceleration. Is that Biden is that candidate? Biden is the. F it all. We're riding the nukes to the ground. We're gonna we're gonna rodeo the nukes yeah, into the new world order. March forward. Like yeah. Trump has really been a, a thorn in your side. Yeah, and Trump's like the small the small thorn in the foot of this new world order. Whereas Biden is like the accelerator candidate. So I man, I don't know. It's just obviously I'd rather see Trump win. I I didn't think I didn't feel strongly enough to actually vote. I think democracy in general is incredibly flawed. I think it's ridiculous that my vote counts just as much as vegan gains. My vote counts just as much as vegan gains and yeah. uh, and ask yourselves audiences yeah. votes. Like this is obviously democracy that. is flawed. <laughs> Matt Andrews' philosophy prevailed. <laughs> Matt Andrews, this is the thing. Well, we didn't, we don't even know if you're allowed to vote yet. We're gonna have to ask Matt <laughs> if Aaron's allowed to vote. You're gonna have to step on the scale to uh, <laughs> to see if you're allowed. Yeah, to vote. no, in, in, in his world, you know, I definitely can't vote. <laughs> We're just kidding. <laughs> Every, people actually, maybe I wonder if anybody actually thinks that Matt is like some monster or something. <laughs> I was I was getting like, personally offended with every new tick that he had on his. People can vote. I was like, "That's me." We're just putting. We're just like, yeah. We're just. We're just. Uh, we're just gonna discredit Matt. We're just, Matt's gonna become the new. He's like the new whipping boy. <laughs> Matt's the racist. Matt's the real racist. Come on, Matt. Why are you so racist? Because you're all talk. She always let's move on, Biden. Let's move on. Look how cool it is as a Trump Biden now. He's leaning over he's got his eye at the presidency, and Kamala's got her eye at his back, you know, with a knife. You know, it's like he he doesn't he doesn't know what's coming. He's like the human sacrifice (laughs) to the female president. Let's let's see how they finish this point. President, you're a leader for eight years. Why didn't you get it done? You had eight years to get it done. Now you're saying you're going to get it done because you're all talk and no action, Jim. We got a lot of it done. We released 38,000 prisoners left from the... You got uh, nothing done. (laughs) 38,000 prisoners were released from federal prison. We have... There were over 1,000 people who were given clemency. We have... In fact, we're the ones that put in the legislation saying... They were all Look at pattern and practice of police departments and what they were doing, how they were conducting them. What a joke. (laughs) Tens of millions of jobs, thousands and thousands of... The jobs, the jobs. I have a number more questions. I don't know where he comes from. Wait, I don't know where he comes up with these numbers. Plan his stuff, but she knows nothing about the climate. And they're all hopping through. All right, here's climate change. That my plan, my, my plan will create <coughs> 18.6 million jobs, 7 million more than his. This is from Wall Street. And I'll create $1 trillion more in economic growth than his proposal does. Not on climate, just on the economy. Well, President Trump came out. And said very strongly, $6,500 will be taken away from families under his plan. That his plan is an economic disaster. If you look at what he wants to do, you know, the if you look at his plan, his environmental plan, you know who developed it? AOC plus three. They know nothing. <laughs> Why does he call her plus climate. three? Where did that come from? I mean, she I've heard him say that a few times. You know where that came from? The plus three? And 
We're going to choose hope this is over fear. Science, We're going to choose fiction, to move hope. forward because we have enormous opportunities. Science. Uh, I, mean, I, I, opportunities I, I have to, to admit, I think Biden's going to win. Science. Science. He's on the side. Trump forces against him, man. I'm sorry. He's on the side of science. Moved and motivated by clean energy, clean. creating millions of new jobs. Clean energy. And that's the fact. That's what we're going to do. And I'm going to say, as I said at the beginning, what is on the ballot here is the character of this country. Decency, honor, Respect. Okay, just treating people empty rhetoric. Empty rhetoric. Sure Let's jump forward. This was yeah, they, they, he, he just needs to make people feel good right now. That's all he needs to do. Over 50, oh, he gets the last word? What they call fence lines. He doesn't understand. Wait, who was it? Excuse me, 50,000. And Russia took... Trump, he gets the last and word. And then I want to... We're going to have the greatest economy in the world. But if you want to kill the economy, get rid of your oil industry. You want... And, and what about fracking? All right, now, let me, now let me, have, let me allow fracking. Vice President I Biden to respond. I never said I oppose fracking. You said it on tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Put it on the website. The fact of the matter is Shows he's list. flat lying. Would you but rule out banning fracking? I do rule out banning fracking because the answer, we need, we need other industries to transition to get to ultimately a complete zero emissions by 2025. Zero emissions. With fracking over time. Remember, the, these people sure want to tell you that your exhalations are toxic, uh, are, are toxic byproducts, that your exhalations are environmental toxins. They want to classify you as environmental toxins and non-essentials. He was against fracking. He said it. I will show that to you tomorrow. I Good. am against fracking. Until he got the nomination, went to Pennsylvania, then he said, but you know what, Pennsylvania? He'll be against it very soon because his party is totally against fracking it. Fracking on federal land, I said. No fracking. You said no federal land. Federal <laughs> land. Let me ask this final question in this land. section, and then I want to move on to our final section. President Trump, people of color are much more likely to live near oil refineries and chemical plants. In Texas, there are families who worry the plants near them are making them people sick. People of color. Your administration has the rolled back people. regulations people on these color. kinds of facilities. Why should these families give you another four years in office? Uh, the families that we're talking about are employed heavily, and they're making a lot of money, more money than they've ever made. If you look at the kind of numbers that we produce for Hispanic, Tremendous. black, or Asian, Tremendous. it's nine times greater the percentage gain than it was under in three years than it was under eight years of the two of them, to put it nicely. Nine times more. Now, somebody lives, I have not heard the numbers or the statistics that you're saying, but they're making a tremendous amount of money economically. We saved it, and I saved it again a number this of This is like the closing statement. This is the biggest issue. Come on, man. We got, say what you want about relationship. We got Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Russia to is, cut Did you say Soda Arabia? Our oil industry, and now it's very vibrant again. Right. And everybody has very inexpensive gasoline. Remember Vice that. President Biden, your response, and then we're going to have a final question for both of you. My response is that those people live on what they call fence lines. He doesn't understand this. They live near chemical plants that, in fact, pollute chemical plants and oil plants and refineries that pollute. I used to live near that when I was growing up in Claymont, Delaware. Don't lie. And Don't all lie. more oil refineries <laughs> in Marcus Hook and the Delaware River than there is any place, including in Houston at the time. When my mom get in the car when, when there were first frost to drive me to school, turning the windshield over, there'd be oil slick in the window. That's why so many people in my state were dying and getting cancer. 
The fact is, those frontline communities, it doesn't matter what you're paying. It doesn't matter how you keep them safe. What do you do? And you impose restrictions on the pollutions that the pollutants coming out of those fence lines. So he means he means you tax, you make people pay higher prices for gasoline. That's really what it comes down to. Which is, what is that going to do? Transition from the oil industry, yes. Transition. Oh, that's transition. A big it is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh. I so all your old car. I drive a forty-year-old vehicle. My car is older than I am. My car was made in nineteen eighty. No, nineteen eighty-two. The one I drive almost every day. I got a car from eighty-two and a car from nineteen eighty. Forty-year-old vehicles. I keep those on the road. I keep them running. Nothing has been remanufactured. I mean, you've got some. I got some heads on it, and some headers that were made recently, and some little aftermarket parts. But this is the same vehicle that was made forty years ago. These people want to tell us that, no, that's bad. we got to get rid of those. we got to get new electric vehicles. They're going to be more expensive. They're going to cause more environmental devastation from cobalt mining, from lithium mining, all this stuff. It's like, oh, it's so bad. The oil's so bad. It's like, Let alone the, 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 uh, how, how cheaply they're manufactured. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Cars nowadays are like plastic. You, know, it, shit, you have right? to understand that if it's if it's beneficial for the world for for the powers that be, it'll, it's the only thing that that's pushed. Yeah. Did you want me? Did you want me to um, uh, skip that? I'll get some other people on here. No, nah, dude. No, nah, dude. We uh, I'm I'm quite enjoying your presence, man. We uh, we're trying to we're, we're trying to we're trying to get. We, we'll see if we if anybody else calls in, they can jump in. But we're not trying to kick you off, man. I was just checking if there's somebody else in the room. All right, just making sure. I, you know, I never want to take too much of your time. You know, we we gotta we gotta we're gonna amplify the black voices, right? Like we gotta amplify the. Uh, if I kick you off, and I might be racist, you know. Oh I'm yeah, gonna... I mean, I would definitely go to like, you know, <laughs> the news. <laughs> no, but dude, dude, like this whole thing about getting rid of fossil fuels—what a joke! How about you teach people how to take care of their old vehicles? Right, we don't need to be manufacturing all these new vehicles. If people were actually, uh, if people actually understood how to take care of their older vehicles, how to tune a carburetor, how to rebuild an engine, uh, if you got to replace a head gasket, how to pull the heads, if we understood how to do these basic things, we wouldn't be buying all these new vehicles all the time and all these new autonomous vehicles. They want autonomous vehicles. They don't want you to own private vehicles. This is the thing they're saying. They want you to just buy new vehicles. You, you, like, like this is this is their plan. Yeah. Like this is this is totally their plan. Like why? Like that's why they make every vehicle different now. This is why they've completely restructured everything. This is why they did Common Core. This is why they do everything now. If, yeah. if it's going to make people more reliable on the manufacturer or them, i.e., the company, yeah, that's what they're going to go for now. Yeah. So. That's the thing. All these electric vehicles. Okay, yeah, it sounds really cool, but no, it's actually bullshit. You have to generate that electricity. How are you going to generate the electricity? You've got options. You've got hydro, which is uh, pretty decent, right? But also there are downsides, right? Uh, rivers can reroute. Rivers are constantly changing their course. So hydro is not necessarily the greatest option ever, but here in Ecuador, most of our our power actually comes from a hydroelectric plant that was made via big loans from China, of course, right? They have these big loans that are always attached to these things, but there was this huge hydropower plant that was built, and Ecuador actually provides some power to Colombia and, uh, and I think Peru as well because of the massive amount 
amount of electricity they're generating from this hydro plant. So look, hydro can be a useful thing, but you have to generate the electricity, right? You're going to do that from coal, from hydro, from uh, nuclear, from other methods. There's no like avoiding having to get mined minerals, right? There's no avoiding having to, uh, you know, devastate certain environments. Like the Congo is being mined for all this cobalt that's being used in uh, electric vehicles as well as uh, cell phones and also uh, vegan supplements, right? You have slave labor, little uh, black African children being used for slave labor for your methylcobalamin supplements, you vegans out there. And you think you're changing the world, saving the world. There are downsides to all this stuff. We live in a fallen world. Nothing comes for free, right? But thinking that like somehow if we just call these things fossil fuels and create this artificial scarcity about it, then we can transition to a total controlled rollout economy where everything is, uh, is doled out to you from a centralized government. And we're going to tell you it's sustainable. It's a joke. If people would understand how to take care of their cars that were built in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, we wouldn't need any new vehicles. My truck is a 1982 Jimmy. This thing is in better condition, is in better shape. It runs every single day. It starts up no problem. There's no electric freaking windows and stupid shit to break all the time. It's like it's minimalist. It works. And if people knew how to take care of the vehicles that they already had, we wouldn't have to manufacture all these new vehicles. There are enough vehicles from the 1980s where we could use those. We could refurbish those and, uh, and build those up and rebuild those motors, and they would work perfectly fine. We'd use less resources. We'd cause less environmental devastation, but these people don't care about that. It's about profit. It's about controlling the economy moving forward. It's about a rollout of a centrally planned economy. And this is what we're looking at right now as a slow, a slightly slower, technologically innovative Bolshevik-style revolution to change every aspect of our lives. And uh, this whole thing about, oh, fossil fuels, we'll call them fossil fuels and then and we'll demonize them. Look, the wind and solar are not sustainable. These things are killing birds. These things are displacing native species. These things require mined minerals. Uh, it, it, th this is a freaking joke. This Green New Deal shit is all about control. It's not about environmentalism. It's not about saving the planet. If you want it, if you want real environmentalism, move to a rural area, grow your own food, create real relationships in your local environment. And uh, they're, they're, this is not this Green New Deal AOC put the PP in the poo poo new economy is not going to save the planet. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's a scam. It's going gonna, it's gonna to save a bunch of people. It's not going to be the middle report class. <laughs> it's going to save a bunch of people, you know, some money uh, before there's some riots in the streets. I mean, everything's just a big smash and grab job. They're going to keep on doing this until people have nothing. And then there's going to be riots. And then order's going to be restored and or Armageddon. And things are going to go on again. Like, the, nothing in the world has changed. The, the, meth, the methodology of how it's getting done has gotten more technologically advanced. But... It's just, a, it's just a power grab that, you know, it's just history repeating itself over and over again through different means. And, you know, we're getting what we deserve, for better or worse. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, no, they're selling you on a, on a bunch of bullshit. We got Paul the Carnivore trying to jump in. We'll see if we'll see if Paul can get in here. What's up, Paul? Can you hear me? Paul, turn your mic on. Let's see if I can get... All right, let's 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 finish. I'm saying is he is going to destroy the oil industry 
Will you remember that Texas? Will you okay. remember that Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President Biden, let me give you 10 Ohio. seconds to respond and then I have to get to the final question. Vice President Biden. It takes everything out of context, but the point is, look, we have to move toward a net zero emissions. Here you go, net the zero. first place to do that by the They're, they're telling you that your exhalations are toxic poisons. Total. Net zero. All right. One that means carbon offsets, carbon credits. Paul the Carnivore, can you hear me? What's up, man? China to do it? No, we're finished with Is this. Is he going to get China to, to do it? Our final yeah, I hear you. What's up, Paul? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. What do you think about this? Uh, you know, I don't think anybody came away with any different opinions. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Trump got through to a couple people with all the, the email stuff, but uh, probably not. You know. It seems that the interference was pretty hardcore. I don't think, I don't think much was allowed to get through. <laughs> We'll yeah, the moderators were pretty much, uh, or the moderator, pretty much one-sided there, right? Yeah. Let's Nobody maybe, expected anything different. Maybe so. at the end here, though. Maybe he'll be able to get something through at the end. And I don't know. I think I think he I think he should have gone harder. I think he should have he should have had a, a few. He should have had some notes with some really hardcore zingers uh, as far as the laptop goes, as far as the other uh, Hunter Biden stuff. But um, yeah, he we'll had see. notes. Period. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He didn't strategize very well. That's for sure. He didn't do as well. He could have done, given the circumstances. He could have capitalized I think on. I think advisors more. probably told him to take it easy, and he, he didn't go as hard because the media gaslit everybody into thinking, "Oh no, this is unprecedented. You're you're just being a yeah. meanie. You're just being a meanie." Yeah. Orange man, bad, right? Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Let Let's let them finish up and see if they actually. Maybe maybe Trump will do something. Maybe Biden. Maybe Biden will, will reveal what a good guy he is and what a straight shooter he is. And I don't know. Maybe he'll redeem himself. Let's see. China abide by what they agreed to. All right. Of this is about leadership, gentlemen. And this first question does go to you, President Trump. Imagine this is your inauguration day. What will you say in your address to America to Americans who did not vote for you? You'll each have one minute, starting with you. Mr. We have to make our country totally successful, as it was prior to the plague coming in from China. Now we're rebuilding it, and we're doing record numbers, 11.4 million jobs in a short period of time, etc. But I will tell you, go back. Before the plague came in, just before, I was getting calls from people that were not normally people that would call me. They wanted to get together. We had the best black unemployment numbers in the history of our country. Hispanic, women, Asian, people with diplomas, with no diplomas, MIT graduates, number one in the class. Everybody had the best numbers. And you know what? The other side wanted to get together. They wanted to unify. Success is going to bring us together. We are on the road to success. But I'm cutting taxes, and he wants to raise everybody's taxes, and he wants to put new regulations on everything. He will kill it. If he gets in, you will have a depression, the likes of which you've never seen. Your 401ks will go to hell, and it'll be a very, very sad day for this country. Yes. All right. Not a bad closing statement. Question all right. to you. What will you say? He hit, hit on the emotions, right? That, like, the people's fear of, oh, you're not going to have money. I mean, it is – I definitely think that uh, – there are better criticisms he could have made, but I guess that's not a bad closing statement. Let's see what Biden does. What? Let's guess. Uh, Trump's racist. Trump's bad man. Something about Russia, perhaps, and maybe even Iran and Putin. Let's throw it up Putin as well. Let's see if I'm right. You guys got any predictions for Joe Biden's closing statement? 
I, I'm still just flabbergasted and feel pretty bad for Trump over there. <laughs> little Trump. Poor little Trump. What about you, Paul? What do you think? Any, any yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it seems like Trump is kind of taking a beating, but, uh, you know, like I said, I don't think it really is going to change anything. Yeah. All right, Joe Biden. We'll see if Joe Biden redeems himself and, and rallies the country and heals the nation's wounds right here with his closing statement. I'm for your inaugural address to Americans who did not vote for you. I will say I'm an American president. I represent all of you. Wait, you I'm an American president? Wait, what? I was going to say he's going to go full Captain America again. Like he's been, he's been staring <laughs> at the camera doing that. But I was like, that. What I wasn't going to say that, but you know, it, I, this whole thing is just scripted. So I'm just so. Just, if you ain't black, I don't know if it's scripted. <laughs> I mean, Joe Biden's words are scripted, but you know, I'm with tr- I'm with you, Tristan. Tr- Trump seems to be fighting against the establishment. I don't know. You know? It's hard to tell. Sometimes it does seem like. He fights. There's there's a certain angle that he's taken that they don't like. There's some things that they've gotten to play to play ball with, and uh, yeah, I, I think there's like two different factions. Like a lot of people, like think uh, you know everything is like this one big super conspiracy against the, you know for globalism. But I think there's like multiple interest groups involved, yeah. and like Trump is probably controlled by a different group. You know, like, yeah, he's like old school American. He wants he wants it. He wants globalism run by America. <laughs> he doesn't want globalism run by the UN and the World Economic Forum. And yeah, that's, but that's not, just America isn't profitable enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, man, yeah, this it's is it's a weird, what a weird time. Let's see. Well, come on, Biden. What you got? What you got for us, Biden? Save, heal the nation, Biden. But I will tell you, go back Wait, come on. to bring us together. We are on the road to success. Sorry. If he Let's jump forward, here. we can deal with the systemic racism. I represent all of you, whether you voted for me. If he gets in, you will have a depression the likes of which you've never seen. Your 401ks will go to hell, and it'll be a very, very sad day for this country. All right. Vice President Biden, same question to you. What will you say during your inaugural address to Americans who did not vote for you? What will you say in your inaugural address? Some nice nice predictive programming there. I'll say I'm an American president. I represent all of you, whether you voted for me or against me. And I'm going to make sure that you're represented. I'm going to give you hope. We're going to move. We're going to choose science over fiction. Science over fiction. Hope over fear. We're going to choose to move forward because there are enormous opportunities, enormous opportunities to make things better. We can grow. Joe Joe Biden says all the things I hate. Trump sometimes says some of the things I like. (laughs) This is where we're at right now. Joe Biden. (laughs) Joe Biden cannot concede, right? Like. Yeah, he's not going to concede. This is, it's going to be, no matter what happens, it's going to be contention. It's going to be unrest. And that's what they've seen. Yeah, yeah, you just doubled. Is that, is that some carrot with butter? You just out carnivore and back. <laughs> he's just, just chomping butter. I've got, I've yeah, got man. chunks of, I just have chunks of cheese here. Yeah, you, you got me hungry. I, and I had spaghetti earlier. <laughs> you were never really carnivore. I can't believe you. You're kicked out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick you out of ketosis right now. Yeah, I, feel, I feel bad right now. You guys are just. Anyway. I'm trying to get into ketosis, dude. <laughs> we can, we talk about that in a minute. Let's let's let these guys finish. Yeah, we can go deal ahead. with the systemic racism, and at the same time, we can make sure that our economy is being run and moved and motivated by clean energy. 
creating millions of new jobs. And that's the fact. That's what we're going to do. And I'm going to say, as I said at the beginning... He's going to create millions of new jobs. He doesn't tell you how. He doesn't tell you how, but he's going to create millions of new jobs. He's going to make everybody happy. He's going to stop systemic racism. He's going to stop inequality. He doesn't tell you how. He'll stop the climate from changing, too. He's going to stop the weather from changing. But he won't... There's going to be a lot of medical jobs. Medical jobs. Your small business was going to get you one time. Sorry. No, sorry. I sorry. I said the word "small business" wasn't mentioned not one time. Yeah, right. Because they're all going to be gone by the time this is done. Exactly. It's all Amazon. The ballot yep. here is the character of this country: decency, honor, respect, treating people with dignity, rhetoric, sure empty rhetoric, slogans, marketing campaigns, public relations firms, Edward emotional responses, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twilight yeah. language. MK Ultra. <laughs> this is what we stand for. Even chance. And I'm going to make sure you get that. You haven't been getting it the last four years. Oh, I just, All right. I want to thank you, you both me. for a very robust hour and a half of fantastic debate. Really appreciate it. President Trump, former Vice President Joe Biden. Aww. Thank you to Belmont University for hosting Aww. us tonight. And most importantly, thank you to those watching so tonight. Blessed. Are they going to shake hands? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Namashibaya. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. So there you have it. A much more coherent debate. No shaking hands. That first matchup a few weeks coherent. ago. The president of the United States obviously Look listened at Joe to Biden. some key advisors is... here. There was very little interrupting. Uh, they mostly, mostly followed the rules, but still focusing in on some of the major differences that they have. The American public clearly has a better appreciation. Take of off your mask, Melania. If you take off your mask, you might convince me to vote. Nope. Okay. I'm still not voting, Melania. Uh, we're going to watch where uh, they both disappear. But, Jake, uh, this was uh, clearly, clearly uh, a much different debate than the first one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what is Biden uh, saying? It was definitely was a more... It? it was like word <laughs> for word the same debate. Same debate. Yeah. Same. Let, let's see, let's see the, the, uh, the news anchors debate the policies that they brought forth. No, there's no debate on policies. What are you talking about? We they're don't talk, well, policies they, 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 All they're going to talk about is how more civil the debate is. They're not going to talk about the contents of it at all. We got Tapper here. Tapper, what a joke. What a freaking joke. No, what a... Uh... Oh, man. I'm going to come over here to the chat and see what's up. So what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Uh, the, the nation is healed, right? We're all good now? Yeah. We're saved. Democracy saved. I mean, at least they, you know they called out those pesky Russians and Iranians. Wow. So like, it was all projection from the beginning, you know, all that uh, Russian collusion stuff, you know. To the Russian collusion. It was like, people still let's just uh, people talk buy about it, Trump. Doing it. That way, when it comes out about us, we don't get we don't look as bad. I don't know. People buy into that Russian stuff, man. People really buy into it. Yeah, well, if you repeat it enough times, you know, it becomes true. It's like uh, it's like a magic trick. Repetition, abracadabra, abracadabra. It only works if you're if you're international media though, because I repeat so many times. I tell people, hey, support the stream. We got no support except unless you support via Streamlabs, and still we get no support. So I think uh, you know maybe maybe uh, maybe the repetition doesn't work as much. Maybe there is hope because no matter how many times I repeat, you guys got to support this channel if you want to keep these streams coming. We still don't get support from the audience, so. Yeah, I was waiting to see my face interrupted by 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 somebody, by Greg or somebody. What happened? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe uh, 
People people aren't happy to know. They're racist. They're racist and bigots. That's, that's what it is. It's because the Masonic hand symbol to use, man. I know, right? I have to do the... Uh... Get that Mason magic involved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well... I, I get so you can get more super chats. I'm gonna uh, leave. No one gives me give them super chat in about thirty seconds. Yeah, just stay. We can we can we can guilt them. We can use your uh, your black privilege. We'll tell them that uh, <laughs> that they need to to fight the right white, fight your white privilege by sending super chats. No, hey Aaron, Aaron, thanks for calling in, man. I know you got you got things to do. You got family. You got you got a robust business and a beautiful family over there. You're taking care of. I, I appreciate you calling in, man. Always appreciate. Thanks for stuff, dude. Thank you, thank you. And uh, you guys have a good day. All right, Aaron. Skateboarding teens in Hawaii. Right, and you just imagine them shirtless all day. Right. Wait. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, someone actually did. Somebody did. Somebody nice. Did. Sideshow Bob. There we go. We got a usual Sideshow Bob. Thank you very much. It says, I will donate to Tristan. 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 I'll see if you're working. Thank you, Sideshow Bob. I appreciate that. All right, I'll give you another 30 seconds from leaving. <laughs> it's, got, it's got to be double that amount. <laughs> yeah, Aaron. Hey, well, it, if I extra your audience. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, thanks for calling so then, in. How are things over there, man? Are they forcing you to wear masks if you go out? Or, like, how is it in Ecuador? I mean, we live in a tiny town, and they're not forcing masks, but it is. Uh, there's like 50% compliance. I think technically they can find you for not wearing a mask, but half the people are not wearing masks. Well, again, I'm bigger and stronger than you, so I won't worry too much. There we go. There we go. The, the audience is now they're now they're throwing some super chats out. So yeah, as far as restrictions here, we went. We already dealt with the red light, gr- yellow light, green light system, which was dictated by IMF loans and the conditions on the loans. Now they're rolling the same system out in the West. They're going to roll it out in the UK. They're going to roll it out in Australia. So the third world here has already dealt with a lot of these uh, these crazy restrictions and whatnot. They've um, got them already by the balls, right? Yeah, yeah, they've, they've already. And uh, I don't know, it, it's a complex, complicated situation, which I can get in more into depth with later. But it is, uh, it's destroyed a lot of the economy. Um, restaurants, small businesses have been ravaged yeah. by it. And uh, it, it's all about testing, more and more testing. And it's, it's about getting that international money and getting those loans. And where does that money go? Right into the corrupt politicians in the third world's pockets. They pocket that money. They give it to their friends in little backroom deals. And those billions of dollars that get filtered down through these uh, third world countries from the IMF, it's all, about, it's all about privatizing all the resources and selling off all the resources for these Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies, for the World Economic Forum, for the World Business Council on Sustainable Development to strip mine them essentially. And uh, so what we've seen here is a destruction of the poor and making the poor more poor and uh, making them more reliant on international loans, which is of course fitting in with the model of the IMF uh, and World Bank uh, historically. And it's all about control. That's really what it's about. Uh, Erica donated five bucks. Is for black privilege, and she spelled privilege wrong. So, <laughs> oh, so it's, she must be black. She must be black, or, or she's or she's <laughs> racist. She's racist, to, bro. She's a racist. Racial, racial. Yeah, and and another thirty seconds. It's got to be done with that amount. <laughs> Wasn't that kind of racist? What what the moderator's question was about uh, how the majority of like. Uh, you know, people being affected by the fracking or whatever, or, or what is that? African American. Well, I'll stop you right now. No, because he, she was black or she was colored, and she was talking to white people. No, it wasn't racist. I'll stop that. 
Yeah. Dude, this whole thing of systemic racism is getting so annoying. It's like, I don't know, I mean, I guess like, people still buy into it. Aren't there white people in their town trying to say, yeah. you know, like, it, it seems like, it, it sounds like a human problem, not a color problem. It's like, uh, has anyone ever been to like, you know, like a, like a podunk white town? Like these things are happening everywhere. Dude, yeah, yeah you know, what's it's, going on? You, you, they act like the systemic racism. Have you seen what meth has done to the white, like white rural population? Have you it's not like, been to Southern California? Most of the everyone. most of the homeless population of California are white males, and they're completely head fucked. They're drugged out of their mind. They're going to these. Uh, there, there's there's a lot going on with the homeless population in California, and a lot of stuff that I saw that was very alarming. Uh, you don't see talked about much, but they, these people, these poor, the poor, homeless population in California is largely white males, former middle class, a lot of them veterans. So, like this whole yeah. thing about oh, the systemic racism in California and all these other countries, all these uh, these states that are so liberal. I I, I don't know. I, I wasn't seeing it. Most of the people I saw getting psychologically broken and head fucked were were uh, were white males and um and I'm not saying oh white males are so oppressed it's like they, they, the the uh, the destruction of culture is is uh the this is a non-racist destruction of all cultures <laughs> it's like now, every culture this is a class war. this has always been a class war disguised in a race war exactly it's it's always the middle class, lower middle class, yeah. the lower class. They're the ones getting fucked. And, and they're you the know? ones who are like, we're going to fake empower you. You guys are revolutionaries. If you just destroy everything, the fabric of your society, we'll give you utopia, which is obviously right. and, the, and they have like a different narrative for each race. Like to the blacks, it's like, oh, you guys have uh, victimhood for you know racial reasons. Whites yeah. have victimhood for other reasons. You know, Everybody has like a, their own uh, issues that they just – Fuel, you know, right. just keep pouring gas on the fire to have everybody just yeah, right. Like the like the the rich the rich liberal whites have to take up the white man's burden and help all yeah. the all the poor oppressed helpless black people who are just they don't know what's better they don't know what's good for them we need to help right. them it's we, like this which sounds extremely racist exactly the white savior <laughs> right yeah the fake yeah, we, white savior liberals you guys. You know, like, yeah, oh my god we're we're, we're Aaron, Aaron, I don't know if you understand, but you're oppressed. And me as a white man, I'm here to tell you how you're oppressed. And I'm here to help you. Read Karl Marx. (laughs) You know, black empowerment was supposed to come from within, maybe, within the community. Like, I don't really want handouts. That's not how, like, like pick pick yourself up by your bootstraps should be a bipartisan like thing <laughs> right you know like like how how does white guilt how does white guilt help the black population like what is this like what <laughs> you, you want to create you want to create like good race relations and making one race guilty and making another race feel like victims you that's just setting up the conditions for potential genocide and more ethnic strife like the whole well thing is, it's exactly what they want there's there's nothing if if it veganism, uh, the subversion of the sexes, anything that's being propagated today is for a negative benefit. There's nothing that the whole world is going to go with if it's not going to ultimately damage or destroy the world. That's just how it is. Anything. You know, people are like, why didn't, uh, what, what was that? What was that? Uh, I don't know. I forgot his name, but the, the Vegan guy, the, the vegan black guy who died, the old guy who was extorting people and shit like that. 
Um, remember Sebi? Was it Doctor Sebi? Yeah, Doctor Sebi. He died. Like, oh, he was talking about he can cure AIDS, and he went to trial. And he, went, yeah. he never went to jail. And like, he probably never went to jail because they were like, "Oh shit, he can kill a lot of fucking people. <laughs> Don't put him in jail. Let him spread his fucking message." Like anything that's being propagated and protected is ultimately going to be bad for whatever culture, whether it be, you know, uh, the hypersexualized Asian culture or the hyper or oppressed Chinese culture or the hyper oppressed Indian culture, any, anything, anything sort of like that. There, there's, there's, there's every culture has its own um, disadvantages. Yeah. Every culture, no culture is perfect. Right. We all, we all have weaknesses as human beings. And then as obviously in group dynamics, we all will share common weaknesses as well. And it's like they're, they're, they've systemically weaponized those weaknesses against us. And we all have the same weaknesses, right? Drugs, idolatry, sex, right? They use the, the sex, drugs, rock and roll tome. And they've, they've changed that to, to fit specific cultures, right? And it's, uh, but it's all the same. It's all just, you know, unleash the passions, worship your desires, and worship your most basic uh, animalistic instincts, and uh, and then we'll just prey on those and manipulate those with mass media. That's what it's all about, right? Just turning you into beasts that will that will uh, respond to Pavlovian training via these uh, these these devices. We've got here. We got a uh, we got a couple super chats here. We got Ian Jaredensivo sends five bucks. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate that. It says, I think Trump was much more articulate this debate. B-b-bumbling Biden slurred his way through the twilight language fed through his earpiece. Terrifying when he stared directly into the camera and disturbing when he mentioned Dark Winter. The Dark Winter d- uh, reference was strange. I think Trump, Trump said something else about Dark Winter as well. I'm going to have to go back and review that footage. Um, the Dark Winter stuff is very strange. I think both parties are infiltrated by this uh, – these influences. Uh, ASDFO1 donates 20 bucks. Thank you very much for that donation. Just sends a smile. You're not racist. That guy who donated five bucks, he's a little racist. I can tell you. Which one? Whoever, the, the, the guy before with that five dollar super chat, he definitely said the N word to somebody. Because, <laughs> he, because he said dark winner? Like dark? Like No, 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 no. Because his super chat is too only five. Five. We're, we're, we're fairly trying to go up. We're, we're extorting them. Is five a racist number? A numbers racist? I, all yeah. my all my best relationships with my black friends have always included some racism. <laughs> Not for nothing. <laughs> this um, is the thing, dude. Like this is the thing about. Word. That's how it works. <laughs> listen, listen, most black people give a shit. I don't give it. I don't get. I don't. If you ask all my friends, they don't give a shit. Yeah. If, if they don't give a shit, no one gives a shit. But do you give a shit about it? Like if somebody is actually racist and saying, like, oh, "Look, you're you're how?" I don't know anybody who thinks people are lesser because of their race. This is the thing. It's yeah, like only liberal elites, like you know, right? Like Bill Gates. There, Bill Gates is obsessed with depopulating the third world. He's obsessed with depopulating Africa. Yet he's he's somehow this this bastion for. Uh, for for equality, right? Like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump, the whole thing though, like Trump is racist. Of racism. I, I don't I don't understand how this how the openly experiments with black people for decades. Blacks, everybody. No, but if you if you question him, then you're some like you're a, you're a, you're a terrible person. He's just a philanthropist. He just wants to save the planet. How is he different than like a Nazi scientist? <laughs> well, his his right. father wasn't uh, his father involved with like, a eugenics program with Planned, 
Planned Parenthood? Yeah, his dad ran Planned Parenthood. I think he was a, a board member of Planned Parenthood. William Gates Sr. is a major eugenicist. His mother, Mary Maxwell, was a uh, – I think it was her father ran the Federal Reserve branch, branch of uh, – of, I think it was it was in Washington. I think it might have been, I forget which city in Washington. But it, it, he comes from a, from a banking, a rich yeah, banking I'm half family. Your size. Uh, oh no! Wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. Luthien the Mortal donated five bucks. Says the tribe of the chosen seems to be the only group who does fine. Well, yeah, I mean there there are a lot of. <laughs> That I, I know a lot of people from the tribe of chosen that are not very well off as well. I think the I think to uh, to throw out blanket statements like that, regardless, is it could be dangerous. But you know, it is dangerous, dude. I live so close to these people. You know, the chosens. I mean, I've met good ones. I've met pompous ones. I've met you know, like I know plenty of like chosens who are more. Poor. I know chosens are way more poor than me and who don't have as many like who don't have as many opportunities as I do. I think. I think to racialize everything is is a big mistake, and uh, right. I think I think this is exactly well, here's, the. I'm not the control. You just talked about um, Bill Gates' father. What's his name? William Gates Senior. So, so I'm going to give you my authentic reaction in my head after you said that. What the fuck? Like, like, like this is common knowledge. How, like, how do you? Not, I don't understand how you, Tristan, do not go crazy every. Like, I don't know how you go. How are you still saying? Because when I hear these things, this is you just say I'm saying. You just say I'm saying. What is your? It's open knowledge, but it's like it's it's maddening how how out there it is and how no one sees it. Nobody blinks eye because it's all about distractions. You know, the media will just bicker over here and have you focused on some you know like the debate tonight instead of focusing on real problems. Like you know, they're they're operating under the pretenses. Trump is saying. Yeah, we're going to have the vaccine by the end of the year. Oh, you mean the vaccine that's being funded by this eugenicist from, uh, you know, that's doing this experiments in Africa? Yeah, you so, mean that guy? Yeah, but I, I get, this is why I check out. This is why I, every time I come in here, I say I haven't watched anything because I cannot. I, I think I'm the opposite Tristan now. Like, he, you, you're, you're doing the, the Lord's work by trying to get through to people, but... They're they're lost, man. <laughs> this is how it's always been, dude. This is how it's always been. We're in a fallen world. We're fallen people. We 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 easily fall prey to emotional manipulation, manipulation of the passions. We easily fall prey to uh, traps like pornography and distractions, like you know, just grand spectacles and explosions and Hollywood movies. Like we're all human. But I think in the deep down inside, we all do have that connection to God. We're all made in the image and likeness of God, and we all have the ability yeah. to tap into that, to the truth. And the truth is right before us. You know, uh, uh, Jesus says He stands at the door knocking, right? It's like we 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 all we all have this opportunity to allow revelation, allow divine truth to flow through us and to, to enlighten us per se. But uh, but instead, people choose that false light. They choose that that Luciferian enlightenment, that uh, that nonsense. They choose to want to have power over other people. They choose to want to have the, this this false illusion of worldly yeah, power. Yeah, with a lot of a lot of responsibility. You know, it, it changes your whole your whole paradigm of like your whole outlook on what the world is about. You know. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's been my my take on like sort of the tr- oh, quote-unquote truth is that it is so 
in your face that people see through it. People yeah. choose to see through. They choose. It's, yeah. it's a choice. Yeah, and because, it, because it's the ultimate different. truth requires like if you want to fully go with the truth, it requires a lot from you, and like oh, yeah. that's the thing. Abandoning society. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's like, the thing. It's real truth. Real truth only comes from God. It doesn't come from all these worldly fun things. You're not going to find you know the. Uh, real truth and a righteous life is not like going to Disneyland. It's about stripping off the layers of falseness. It's about repentance. It's about really. It's about dropping all the bullshit that we've carried with us for so long, and that's not fun. It's not sexy. Not it's not cool. <laughs> and it's Some it's like rip their face off. It's not profitable like either. It's not you profitable either. Yourself, you know, like yeah. That's why it's, it's so a, hard. Yeah, man. No, sorry, you were saying something. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just saying, hey, you have to, like, totally, like, reinvent yourself or, like, try to figure out who you are after that. It's like, all right, wait, if I was wrong about everything back then, it's like, so now you have to dig deep inside of you and really figure out who you are at the core. And, like, that t- that's not an easy problem. I went through that, you know, like, it took me, like, a year to, like, really come to terms, like, with what, what it all means, you know, and it was not fun. There was a lot of, like, ups and downs. There was some depression. There was emotions. There was uh, a lot of soul searching. It, it, it takes time. And it's you know prayer. Yeah, not... some some people just never get to step one, which is looking in the mirror. You know, which yeah. is looking into your own heart, looking into your own choices. And, and I get it; it's rough. And I still need to do work myself. I'm not. I'm not perfect. I'm sure. Oh yeah, perfect. me neither. Of course. But it's like. You can't deny truth, like, like I'm not having any like, difficulty. Why would you vote? Because it's a sham. It's that simple. Like, why is that? Why that can't that be the answer? Because it's because it's clearly a sham. No, well, I mean, vote, you know, you could at least be honest with yourself. Like, okay, at least be honest that the system is fucked up, and your vote is only for this nonsense system, upside down world. But you, like, you know, at, at least you understand, like. It's all bullshit, but your vote, like you maybe want it to mean something in that bullshit system, I guess. I, I don't know. If I'm, I'm not really articulating as well, but I don't know. I mean, everyone, they're really doing it, but to, to, make, to make the choice of following your, what, what people feel inside, like, you know, Tristan was saying the word like choose, and it's very important because you watch everyday people choosing bullshit, choosing the negative. They're going down, whether it be, you know, not listening to your spouse, not listening to your gut, not listening to your heart. Not listening to the science, the science, not listening to the science, the number one sin, science, the experts. The mask is a perfect, like, example of what we're talking about here. Like, when you walk down the street, like, when you choose to put that mask on, like... I don't know. For me, it's like you're being dehumanized. Okay, I, it's, it's like, like it's it's so offensive. I get so pissed. That it's not Ugh. real. Like it, it, you know, I I'm not. So mad, I'm only putting it on for a moment. You know, if I have to. Like yeah. I, I really rarely ever put it on. No, it's it's so I upsetting. Like I don't buy it myself. If I, if I wear it all the time, you know. So then you imagine putting, you know it's a lie, you know it's bullshit, and you keep putting it on, you keep putting it on, you keep putting right, it on. Yeah. Every time you put it on, it's like a little piece of your soul it gets gets thrown under the rug, like, right? You're killing another piece of your conscience, and that's the same time. Exactly. Anytime we repeatedly commit a sin, 
And I'm not saying like wearing a mask is a sin, but I'm saying like, look, no. this this dehumanization ritual that we're going through. This is this is what it's about. It's about disconnecting it you. It's about disconnecting you from family, disconnecting you from friends, from neighbors, from real interaction, from real human connection. That's what it's about. It's about putting these uh, these electronic devices. Putting your looking for my phone. I don't know where it is. I thought it was next to me. Putting your phone in between you and every interaction. Every uh, every social interaction, every skateboarding teen interaction, every uh, every financial interaction. Excuse me. It's about dehumanizing. So it's like you know. I'm not saying I'm not gonna. You know, if you got to wear a mask to go and buy your goods in a store, what can you do about it? But it's like. I mean, if enough of us stand up and say, no, this is BS, and if enough people start to say, no, we're not buying the narrative, we don't want your stupid fake green economy, we're going to keep using our cars from the 1970s and 80s, which require, you know, this is what, this uh, the whole thing about this new green economy, fake bullshit, new green New Deal stuff, uh, this this annoys me so much. I got a 40-year-old vehicle that I've taken care of better than 95% of car owners. Right, I know how to take I, I, every nut and bolt on this vehicle has been taken off, and uh, and I know I know everything I know everything that's in this I know what type of I know what type of head bolts I have I know I know the uh, the thickness of my head gasket. It's like if people would understand how to keep their vehicles moving and on the road, we wouldn't be able to be sold on constant unnecessary new consumer products. Right? It's like there's. This whole thing it about goes uh, into what Aaron was saying, you know, like uh, this is like people just want the easy way out, and that's like yes. another another part of it. it. It goes into every aspect of your life. You want the easy way out, you know what I mean? Like not wanting to take responsibility, accountability for yeah. your actions, or you know, like okay, yeah, you want to be some social justice warrior and just have the easy way out. You want to for to signal and uh, be environmentally friendly with your fucking Tesla or whatever new model electric cars are coming out not that there's anything really bad with owning a tesla but you know they're trying to ban gas how are you generating this electricity there's nothing more sustainable about generating electricity via coal or via these other methods via hydro than uh than actually using gasoline this whole thing about sustainability is bullshit anybody who's actually produced their own food understands there's a necessity for animal foods Animal foods are the only foods you can grow and produce on your own land. They want to eliminate those. They want to make you dependent. They want to make and you do regenerative slaves. farming, which actually is sustainable and environmentally friendly. You know, there's a negative. They've, they've, they've hijacked these words of like restoration, sustainable reforestation. They turn these into anti-human slogans when really human intervention is necessary for managing all ecosystems. We're the stewards of the earth. We were made in the image and likeness of God. The great thing is, who would have knew that, you know, practices that got us, you know, moving forward for, you know, thousands of years, you know, might be beneficial for us. Like the, 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 the the new way just seems to just trying to, you know, usurp the old way. And it's just like, it's not working. It's completely not working. You're, you're trying to make a new wheel with like an octagon. It's like, uh, you know, it's, it's not working out. <laughs> like, yeah, can, can we just admit that it's not working? It, sure. and, and the answer is no, we're going to ride this bitch until we fall off the cliff. Like that's the, uh, that's the answer that we have gotten over and over yeah. and over yeah. again. We're not going to admit that we were wrong. We're not going to admit that we took to turn back. And uh, yeah, the, the people, unfortunately, us, we're a rare breed. We're, you know, there was always going to be a little flock, you know, who were going to be around. But it's, 
it's always going to be a little flock. It's not the masses are are just not going to do it. You know? Yeah, we're we're fucking that up. But it, on that note, you know the super chats have slowed down. The, the, we got a couple. We got a couple. Let me, let me read a couple. We got Fab donates five bucks. Says guys, how long before we got a trans pope? What do you think? Trans? Are you talking about trans vegan? Because I'm, I, yeah. I would, you know, if you could, I, I would be I, the first. I don't first. think we're that far away. I mean, he basically came out as a, as a homosexual today, didn't he? Yeah. When was it? Uh, just the other day that they legalized. Yeah, and then uh, uh, or not legalized, but like made it acceptable, like for. Well, Pope Francis. Yeah, Frank Franco. Franco is going to come out as gay. I'm sure in the next few years. Uh, who knows, man? Trans vegan. Maybe I could be the first trans vegan pope. Uh, fab. Uh, donates five bucks. Thank you. Palmer Elrich donates ten bucks. Says thanks for being our guide through this three ring circus. Hey, I I am uh I'm not a guide. I'm uh I'm here trying to figure this stuff out. I'm here trying to uh, trying to serve God as best I can. And um, yeah, I, I I'm not clergy. I I'm just a uh, I'm just a dude. Dude, I'm just you're a dude. Illuminati. You got you got Thomas Delauer. Oh, that's right, right. Yeah, no, I am. I am. I'm sorry. I'm a, uh, I'm sorry. I'm a high level. Freak. I would chop my arm off right now to 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 get an interview with Thomas DeLauer. <laughs> Thomas, you know, hey, you know, guess guess how much work I had to do to get an interview with Thomas DeLauer. I had to email yes. him. I had to email him, and Thomas was like, "Yeah, dude, let's talk." And guess what? Guess what? He'll come on again because we had fun talking about his badass Malibu. No, no, it's not even a Malibu. He's got a he's got a Nova. Thomas DeLauer has a badass Chevy Nova, and. Uh, Thomas Delauer. Thomas, I'm, how can you guys hate on Thomas Delauer? No, not you guys, but we. Had, it was only Frank hating on Thomas Delauer. He that the, dude the, works hard. Come that's on. crazy. He was the coolest. Like I, every that time I help fuck, person man. interview, in, like goes in their interview spree. If they go on yours, I'll listen to it first because it will always be the realest interview. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, the man. Funnest interview. Like you get. Like Tristan. <laughs> I never so seen Thomas. Like it'll be chill. You know. I mean. I've never seen Thomas so real, <laughs> dude. That that interview with Thomas Delauer—that's my I love Thomas Delauer. You, you try to hate on Thomas Delauer all you want. That guy works hard. That guy came on my show. That guy had a nice, real conversation. That guy's got a badass Chevy Nova, and he was putting that. What was he, he was working? He was getting his Holly Sniper installed that day, which is like you know, like uh, my hillbilly goals is to get fuel injection on my 1980 uh, Chevy Jeep, my, my Jimmy. GMC yeah. Jimmy, excuse me. So yeah, yeah. Thomas Delauer, <laughs> shout awesome. out to Thomas. What I took from that conversation was, <laughs> oh, he really just talks like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how he is. Uh oh, you guys, we got a new super chat coming in. Hey guys, remember the best way to send super chats is via the stream labs. Thank you guys for supporting the sh- the show. We've, uh, if you want to make sure, look, the systemic racism is 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 terrible. The systemic racism is is everywhere. And if you want to stop systemic racism and you send Streamlabs, Streamlabs, that's how you stop it. You'll stop all the climate change, right? The climate won't stop changing. It refuses to stop. If you send Streamlabs... Well, again, I'm bigger and stronger than you, so I won't worry too much. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. If you send Streamlabs is funding regenerative farming in Ecuador, so... Exactly. No, also, no no more climate change. Uh, Perpetual daylight, perpetual light mist everywhere forever if you just send Streamlabs. No more climate changing. No more seasons. No more night and day. Nothing. It it feels so so good, like... Ask you for money, and it's it's coming up. Yeah, yes, extortion, awesome. <laughs> Alanis Morissette since four ninety nine says, "Isn't it ironic? Don't you think?" 
a little too ironic. And yeah, I really do think. Thank you very Listen, much, Alanis. If, if Tristan doesn't get a fifty dollars super chat, I'm going to put myself in bondage. If you I'm don't, not, <laughs> not 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 that other bondage, like enslaved. I'm going to enslave myself. If you guys want, I will release. I will release Aaron as a slave. If you if you send a fifty dollars super chat, Aaron. If if you don't send a fifty dollars super chat, Aaron is going to enslave all of his neighborhood and sell them to, uh, to through Wayfair. He's going to sell them on Wayfair. If you, if you don't, super cheap, super cheap over. It's like red. Um, um, what was it like? If, if people can actually have racial jokes amongst each other again, can we get racial again? Like, that's the 2021. We can, man. And, yeah, and my oh, it's so fun. Just not on YouTube. Not Just not on you YouTube. We gotta, well, at the end of the stream here, and then we could go to we could go to DLive, and you can make all sorts of funny racist jokes. Like, you know, Chappelle's show, 2003 Chappelle's show, would not get banned on DLive, but it would get banned on YouTube right now. I live in New York City too, so yeah. just throwing that out there. Not everybody's a liberal kook. That's a, the crazy thing, man. A lot of people, most people, they want to get on with their lives. They don't want the government yeah. taking all their money. They don't want to be told that they're racist every day. They don't want to be told that they're right. useless and non-essential. They want to live their lives. They want to have minimal taxes. They don't want to have their cities burning down. They don't want this nonsense. The average person just wants to go to work. Come home and have a comfortable life. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with somebody who wants to go to work, come home, drink a beer, go to sleep, wake up, try to do their best as a father or a mother. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's it's like this this middle class lifestyle has been completely demonized. You're told that if you want to be middle class, this must be like some sort of white privilege. This is terrible. We all have to be dirt poor. We all got to just take rations like uh, you know like like we're. Uh, like we're starving um, uh, slaves in in some imperialist, um, uh, you know, uh, rationalist, nihilist uh, economic model of of um, of what do you even call it? Like what do you? Even that sounds like that sounds like equality. equality. <laughs> yeah, this, right. this is equality. People live two lives right now. Like there's like the media digital world that like with with like the laid out narrative of like how you should be and the way you should merge your signal yes. but then when there's like a real person right in front of your face that's like oh wait you're a white guy that made a racial joke but you're not a racist like oh this makes sense all of a sudden back to reality for a minute you know like let's laugh let's shake hands let's hug you know let's uh whatever <laughs> you know and, i don't know it, it, it's it's beautiful. We're gonna make America racial again, but right. I don't, I don't like see it now because people are not fully dehumanized yet, right? Like, wait till we're all like we have a freaking what's what's that Elon Musk uh, Neuralink in your brain hooking you up to six G or let's say like once we're all Joe Rogan, dude. If we could all just be Joe Rogan, we could all just be wired in with Neuralink. We could all think yeah. the same thoughts. Smoking pot. So stupid. That's so stupid. Well, I, I, no, I don't, I don't see this figure out super chat, so I'm gonna go in bondage now. All oh, right, man. Aaron. 
We we appreciate you coming on, man. Always always enjoy the calls, Aaron. The big Nobody black. You got, come get you, Aaron. Where's your YouTube channel, Aaron? I know you got a couple YouTube channels. Where you want to send me? Put people? you back in chains, man. Well, you can look up you can look up Aaron the big black dude. Uh, I haven't made any content on there since the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, well, since early in the pandemic, and I also have I don't really promote this because uh, um, I don't know how I feel about it yet. But I have a channel called the Ultimate Ultimate Universe, A L T Universe. Cool. Um, and, um, I made, I actually made some, uh, I guess you could say still like drawings. It was, I made sort of like a video narrative, right? I think, I think I sent it to you at one point. Um, but check it out. It's actually pretty nice. They're like moving pictures. Uh, I'm an artist actually. So, but that's it. I'll make awesome. some new, uh, Aaron Big Black Dude videos soon. Hopefully I won't get banned because I really want to say some crazy shit. I'm pretty, I'm getting good at not like saying super crazy shit now, right? Tristan? You just look, man. You just have to uh, just make sure that at the end of all your statements to say, um, "I'm not a bigot, and I, I promise to prostrate before any of the whatever shifting, changing ideals, big tech, big pharma, big finance, and uh, international media tell me I'm supposed to repeat." And you just just uh, constantly repeat those, and you'll be okay. You'll be all right. That's right. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try uh, because because you're black, like you're required to. Uh, you have to you have to talk about how cool it is to like be promiscuous and do drugs. I guess white people we we have to say the same thing, but like you know, there's a certain line you have to push. Also, if you don't vote for Biden, you're not black and you have no. Listen, protect- I, yeah, you lose the black card if you don't I'm, vote for I'm, Biden. I, first of, I'm straight. I'm already not black. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're not black. <laughs> right, like, yeah, that's cool. And that four ninety nine super chat that that. That is not that is not fifty dollars. <laughs> so 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 I have to leave and go back into bondage. All right, Aaron. All right, Aaron, Aaron, the, Aaron, thank you, thank you so much for calling in, man. I'm uh, yeah. uh, we always enjoy talking to you, man. If really appreciate yeah, you calling in, thanks, man. Aaron. Uh, I'm gonna give you a follow, man. Later, dude. Guys, make sure to follow on Aaron, Aaron, the big black dude on YouTube. He's got a great channel. Atlantis I'm not a content set. creator, so uh, you yeah. know. This guy, this other guy that's on, he's he's just a nobody. Don't even worry about him. He's just like he doesn't even have a thousand followers or whatever. Like they don't even care about this guy. He is. I'm, I'm an aspiring farmer. He's an aspiring. I, I want to get away from YouTube and everything. <laughs> he, wanna, he doesn't even want to be a YouTuber. What is wrong with this guy? He doesn't want to be an e celeb. You know, dude. I'm about to move to Greece, dude, an Orthodox country. But, you know, things are not better, like, overseas in other countries. Things are just as bad with all the divisiveness and all the totalitarian freaking rules coming out, you know? You know, that is true, man. That is true. It's not not like it's better. People think there's somebody in the chat bitching. There's always somebody in the chat who's got to bitch and cry. Let's see. Let me read this dumb comment. Some stupid bitch made a stupid bitch comment. Let me find it. Um, where did that go? Well, dude, you're living in Ecuador in paradise and not in the suburbs of Detroit. Look, there's no such thing as an earthly paradise. This is the thing. Like, you're not, there's not an earthly paradise where you're just free of all the degeneracy of the world. Like, we've right. seen, we've seen over the last, of the 10 years we've lived here, we've seen what you just called paradise degenerate massively. Like we've we've been under full on lockdown. We were under the red light, yellow light, blue, green light system months before the UK was. So yeah, you, you mean just because you could project whatever you want, you could say 
oh, dude, you got it easy because this, this, or this. But uh, you know what? Where Where we live... There are loads of issues, just like there are issues everywhere. So to you know, yeah. project some sort of like, and it's not like South America is like a low crime area either. And dude, people, I got of, friends who've had home invasions. Like people, there, there's horrible crime in some areas here. There's not, yeah. you're not free from. And the, you uh, stick out with a sore thumb, you know? Well, I don't. I mean, I'm like, not, there's certain people who do. Like, we're not, we're not going to have any problems here. We've got. We've got ourselves taken care of here, as far as uh, as far as being able to protect ourselves legally within the legal limits. We have all sorts of legal and registered ways that we can legally uh, put you in a fucking hole if you try and come onto our uh, onto our situation. Here. But there there are there's no idyllic situation. There's no place in the world where it's easy to live. And maybe you weren't saying that. Maybe I'm pro- uh, you know projecting something on there. But I do see some comments like, oh. Like there's this uh, there's this one certain trope of you just live in a bubble in Ecuador. You live in a yeah, bubble in Ecuador. You know, I, I can't no. fucking. You know, we had military checkpoints in in the middle of rural towns. We we're just trying to travel in between provinces just a couple weeks ago. So right, um, like fascist. Show me your papers. You know exactly. Dude, we got we got cops coming. You. Uh, there, there's no escaping this in this international. Uh, destruction oh. of all cultures. You know what? It is cool that we do have loads of really awesome neighbors. We've got indigenous neighbors. We've got uh, neighbors who are from the UK as well, international neighbors. Um, but w- there, there is a uh, there's a like-minded community here that's willing to protect their community. Uh, but there's no such I thing as... I have the mind that everybody who is like kind of woke to these things, I mean, get out of the cities if you can. And I live in New York City. I'm doing my best to get out of the city. You know, I don't. Out of the cities, there's no perfect place. There's no place where you're going to bypass all this, all this awful. No, stuff. It, it will find you, but at least you might have access to some more food. You there's know? no like, like. So if you think I'm living in paradise here, uh, you you try maintaining a vehicle, driving up and down the roads we we drive up and down every day. You you try dealing with and navigating with uh, navigating inside this insane bureaucracy where the rules are changing every few weeks where the laws are constantly changing it's not always easy right? i like living here i enjoy living here that's why i live here but uh you know i, I I'm, a, I'm a huge advocate of moving into rural areas taking control of your children's education right uh taking a responsibility over what happens in your home what happens in your community yeah. huge this family. goes back into what we were saying earlier about what it comes like accepting truth of the world like that's what it comes with you know hard work and like taking control of your life not having the nanny state um you get inadequate clitoral engorgement Sorry, there you go. Literal engorgement. <laughs> this is a freaking Dr. Gregor. <laughs> now, right when you start going deep, and then Dr. Gregor's got to come in and start talking about uh, his clitoral blood flow. Yeah. Coomer. Yeah, Coomer, well, just Dr. like with the, with the truth stuff we were talking about earlier, it, it, it comes with a lot of responsibility, you know? And people could say, like, oh, it must be nice for you, Tristan, you know? This is but, the thing. People love to project, oh, you, you yeah. got it so easy, man. Well, you got it so easy, man. <laughs> okay. That's All bullshit, right. man. All right. You, 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 you put in the work, man. How about you You guys do what we did? Do what we did and, and, and see how it turns out. There's no I easy take a road. lot of inspiration from people like you. Like, you're like you're not the only one that, like, I watch a lot of other homesteader YouTubes. But, uh, I mean, 
you know, that, that's ideal. And that, that's the hard work that you got to put in if you want to really go all in with the truth stuff. Yeah, I'm waking up no matter what time I go to sleep tonight. I'm waking up at the same time in the morning. Uh, Alanis Morissette says, isn't it, isn't it ironic, don't you think? And then Alanis Morissette also says, an old man turned 98, still stuck on passing abortion, his soul he really didn't think. <laughs> Thank you, Alanis Morissette. Uh, Ryan S. 1980 donates five bucks, says, live, laugh, love. If that doesn't work, load, aim, fire. <laughs> Live, laugh, love, load, aim, fire. Yeah, load, aim, fire. Um, the loading, it should already be loaded. And all, should, all you should need to do is aim and fire, um, depending on the room you're in in your home. So thank you. And, and yeah, Alanis, not in New York. You know. They got us by the bulls over here. You can't do shit. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is in a lot of the world, man. I, I got a German Shepherd dog recently. Yeah, that's another thing is uh, dogs. Like if you can't own a gun, well, you can own guns no matter what state you're in. But depending on the situation, uh, your right yeah. to self-defense is going to be different. Large dogs, large powerful dogs. Ribby. They will help, dude. Come here, ribeye. This, this is what's up. And you got to have a, You have to train your dog properly too. When you call yeah. your dog, your dog should be right there. Ready to kill. This dog right here, yeah. this dog right here is ready. This dog will rip anything apart for me. All I got to yeah. do is say one word. This dog is trained. Uh, it, take, it takes a while. It's not easy to train a, a dog properly. Should I call my dog over real quick? Let's see it. Let's see your dog. Let's see what you got. Let me see. Sam. Ribbon, come here. Come here. Good boy. Come here, boy. We'll see. What should we, we got? Should we should we make them fight right yeah, now? Let's make them fight. Here's my dog, Sammy. Who's gonna win? He doesn't want to stay slow now. Sammy, I think Sammy, I think Ribeye won. Ribeye won the fight. <laughs> no, Sammy's that's a sweetheart, a, but he will he will rip your face off. There's another thing, sorry, like having protection animals, right? Dogs. Uh, this is something that the state has been trying to erode, and uh, you know, demonizing large breeds, large breeds that are avail uh, that are uh, capable. Of defending a family and defending a home, um, you know things like uh, Belgian. If you want a good dog that's capable of protecting your home, I'm a huge fan of Staffordshire Terriers. I'm a huge fan of Pitbull Terriers. That's what I've been working with for the last like ten years. I'm good with them. I love them. I love their personality. Nice. Belgian Malinois, German Shepherds, um, uh, what are Dobermans? Doberman. Like there, there are a lot of large breed dogs. That are very powerful, that are able to protect your home. You got a four legged shotgun right there, right, right next to you. This yeah, guy's got a four legged shotgun. Yeah, he's a ball of muscle. He's 110 pounds, and he's he's a sweetheart to humans, like as long as I'm cool with him. But, you know, at the moment he senses a little tension, he, he, he starts, you know, it's like instant. I didn't train him either. He was, I got him as an adult, so I don't know if he has a little bit of training or what, but. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, a lot of it's genetic too. Like, there's some dogs. Like, I've had dogs. You use them for farm work too, or? Uh, he's he's. It depends. He can he can kind of move sheep, but not that well. He mostly just wants to chase them for entertainment. He, he has some real herding instincts. This guy. Over yeah, here. shepherds and those are great. He doesn't have much herding instinct. I try and I I try and larp like he does, but he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a herding instinct. I try and I'm pretend sometimes. If I, if I move to Greece and I get a little flock of sheep over there in, in the villages, that maybe he'll, uh, you know, 
I hope he doesn't freak out and try to kill them, but, you know. <laughs> that takes training. We had uh, our two dogs back. We've gone through a few, uh, we had a few dogs over the years. Um, but, yeah, you get to train them with chickens and stuff can be difficult. What's cool with ribeye, ribeye is great with all animals. He's very protective. He's always been skeptical of people. A lot of it, it really is genetic. Really, with yeah. dogs, a lot of their, you know, their, their ability to protect a home, uh, their drive for certain behaviors, that's genetic, much of it. Some of it yeah. is, uh, some of it can be trained, but really it's like, with Ribeye, we've been blessed with just genetics have uh, have really driven him into this perfect little pocket. And we, because I of the, we've had a lot of dogs over the years too, so we kind of know how to get them into certain uh, behaviors. We know how to, how to train them decently. We're not, we're not amazing trainers, but uh, yeah, with Ribeye, we were blessed with genetics and he's very protective. He yeah. he's not aggressive unnecessarily, but he's very protective of the land against humans, and he's not aggressive towards our animals and won't kill. He's never That's killed a great, single man. chicken. We yeah, have. Yeah, I got this guy just to protect the apartment because mm. I had a little scare in the beginning of this whole uh, scandemic situation. I thought I had somebody try to break into my building. I don't know if I was just being paranoid, but somebody was there. I don't know what they were doing, but and then the next day I said. Fuck it. I went on Facebook and I started asking around for dogs. I'm like, anybody have a dog? And yeah. turns out my buddy got into a motorcycle accident and couldn't take care of this dog anymore. So, my, my suggestion, if anybody's looking at getting large breed dogs, German Shepherds, uh, be careful with children, with uh, Shepherds, Malinois, stuff like that. Just be, yep. just train them really well with children. Uh, Staffies. They have a high prey drive, especially if it's a small child. Yeah, that's the know? thing. They have a high prey drive and they're, they're bred. They're... Uh, German Shepherds, Belgian Malinois, those are better attack dogs than a pit bull is going to be. Even though people think pit bulls are very scary, pit bulls were bred to attack Fight animals and, and have high prey drive and be very gamey towards other dogs. They want to fight dogs. They want to dominate other animals. But with humans, they're, tr they're, they're bred to just you know kill another dog and then come lick your hand. Right, right, so like, right. They, so, like and, and shepherds, German shepherds, especially Malinois, those are very, very, those are uh, bred to be uh, good guard dogs and be very human aggressive. But and, uh, and they're some of the mostly easy to train dogs too. They're highly intelligent. I they're mean, super intelligent. They're super intelligent. So we, I mean, I'm a big fan of I'm a fan of pit bulls because I like working out with my dogs. I like like you know swinging my dogs around. And, yeah, and I used to dog. have a pit bull boxer mix. Man, she was great with the family. I mean, yes, you know? and and that's what I love too about them. It's like they want to sleep in the bed. But if you're looking for a dog with like prey drive, a dog that's really going to be trainable as an attack dog. Pitbull yeah. staffies are not going to be as good. Staffies tend to have more drive towards like attacking humans than pits. Pits are yeah. basically bred to just like lick your hand after they attack another dog. So you know, a dog is another an important thing as far as like protecting your home, protecting your property. If you're not able yeah. to have firearms, a good, powerful dog can go a long way. You got a, I got a, you know, four legged ribbon. Yeah, four-legged shotgun. Like four-legged shotgun, right there. He's always ready to attack. He'll do anything for me. He's well trained as far as commands go. He will lick my friends and he will attack my enemies if necessary. So it's like you know, learning how to train a dog. That's a, that's another thing, man. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful shepherd you got there. He is a, it's a Thank male. It's a boy. He's great, man. He's been my best friend for like the past six months now. German Shepherds awesome. are cool, man. You just got to be. You have to train them. A lot of people they get German yeah. Shepherds and they don't realize like. You're looking at at least two hours of work you're going to be doing per day of like intense focus for the first three years until you get that dog yeah. where you want it to be. 
I, I haven't done any real protection training with him, but I put training in to get like, you know, just to get him to to work with me like on on the basics at least. Like and a little more than the basics too, but yeah. You know. I've done a little test with my buddies, like uh, somebody will try to throw a fake punch at me. You know, he's in there. <laughs> you know, he gets he gets yeah. right in there. That happened with my with my with ribeye. Ribeye's never he's never attacked a person, but two times, three times, he's uh, he's given my friends a nip. But it was always under similar circumstances where it's like we're messing around, we're talking shit, and then like yeah. we, we make some moves, and it's like two times he's nipped friends of mine's and. I feel bad. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's nipped. He's, I, I think if it went further, you know, he probably would have gone a little more nuts. Yeah, I had a friend who, like, he, like, reached his hands up, and we were joking around, but, like, it was, like, we acted like wow. we were getting aggressive with each other. We both weren't thinking about it, and then Ribeye, he nipped his leg, and I had to, I mean, he was, uh, a, little, he was a little bit worried. I don't know. I hope, hopefully he's not still worried. I don't think he watches our, our streams. Sometimes he might tune in, but, uh, yeah, hey, Dave, <laughs> Ribeye, I promise Ribeye won't, well, he won't bite you. He won't bite your kids. You guys can still come hang out, but <laughs> um, yeah. It's, was it's that everybody's first time meeting him, or or no? It was like the third time. They were already they'd known each other, but it was like it was just yeah. a it was like a touch. Like it wasn't right. if if a dog wants to bite you, it's gonna bite you. I've been bit by dogs. I've I've been bit by a lot of dogs in Ecuador. I never got bit by a dog I, I, until I, I moved other to Ecuador. Things from trainers that'll say like a dog will nip you, but it won't fight you to the death. Like if you start hitting the dog. I mean, uh, unless it's trained to latch on and hold on and just try to really rip you apart, I yeah. mean, nine out of ten times he's going to run away if you come at it. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the thing. Training tra proper training is really important, especially with you know, German Shepherds and, uh, yeah. and Belgian Malinois. And if you're looking at for a good attack dog, I would say German Shepherds are cool. Also look into the Malinois. The, the Belgian Malinois, those, uh, yes. as far as genetics go, some of them – the problem with German Shepherds is the hips. Uh, they have a lot of genetic issues because of the breeding. True. Their hips, and they tend to not live as long. Some of the Belgian Malinois are stronger genetically, and they have a similar like pocket. He, of he has there. a little bit of a hip issue already in his back, uh, back right leg. You know, so I give him a supplement. Yeah, I give him some glucosamine or whatever to to help him out. Yeah, that's and it, it seems to help. But he's only three years old, so he, yeah. So there you go. So I mean, there, there are other ways to protect your family other than look. They, and it's not just about physical protection, too, right? Like we got to prepare for this. How are the laws in Ecuador with uh, you know personal protection? Are we allowed to say the word? It depends. It depends. Yeah, it depends on where you're at and what the situation is and who you know and whatnot. It's a, it's a th yeah. you know it's in South America. In, in Greece, it's only on a hunter's uh, basis. Like you, like you need a hunting license, and and even then, you can only have a shotgun. <laughs> So yeah. no, it depends. You can you can have uh, various types of firearms. It depends. You just you got to get the right paperwork. We got a couple of uh, super yeah. chats here. We got the Art of Truth and Love sent twenty five bucks via Streamlabs. Thank you, the Art of Truth and Love. You 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 quite often show up and, and give those uh, those legit super chats. You got one of the better super chats of the night. Thank you very much. Says the biggest problem is most people don't have a community to look out for each other. If you if you research the Great Depression, people did look out for each other. Most yeah. is all about self now. Yeah, that's you know this atomized self thing. This like you live in a suburb and you don't even know your neighbors. And if you do know your neighbors, you're like jealous of them and trying to one up them all the time. See who has the better lawn, who has a better car, who has a hotter wife. All this bullshit. That's uh, 
that's a tactic to destroy real communities. So I think this is why we're always talking about build real communities, right? Know your neighbors. Yes. Like you don't have to agree with your neighbors on everything, but if you can agree your, with your neighbors on, hey, if this situation arises, we I need to be able back, to work together, know? right? Sure. Exactly. Have, yeah. have each other's back, like be able to yeah. protect each other's land, protect each other's property. Uh, really important to have good neighbors and real communities. Uh, a yeah. lot of talk about, you know, a lot of people building online communities, but, and that's cool and all, but real communities, that's where it's at. And, um, you know, I, actually taking control I, at the local level. And that's level. the big driving factor for like why I say, you know, people should really consider getting out of the cities is because like, you know, in big city situations, you really can't have that really close-knit community. It's very difficult. I yeah. mean, you're surrounded by people. Transients. There is no, like, uh... I don't, know, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Like, like everybody's just not on the same page. Everybody's there's not cohesion going, and there's a lot of transients. Yeah. Like, cohesion, like in, that, that was the word I was looking for. You live in a city, yeah. everybody's moving in and out all the time. There's constant right. you know, flux. and you, know, you want to live around people who own the land they live on, who live there for a long time, and being in a community where you understand what the dynamics are around you. And it's not yeah. all about controlling things, but it's about being able to... If it comes to it, be able to have you know good solid networks of food distribution, of protection, of uh, and, and of security within your local regions, and that's very important to build real security networks, right? You should have freaking walkie talkies with all your neighbors, like you should have walkie talkies with all your neighbors. Bring some value to your community, you know, in one way or another, whether it's animals or some other kind of skill or service that you provide to your community. You know, people will look out for you, you know. That's the thing. Real right. skills is, is definitely helpful, and a lot of very few of us have those these days. So, right, um, you know, that's part of. Like I've been a city slicker for most of my life, so I don't, I don't have that many skills. But I'm hoping to go get some animals and, you know, and try to mesh myself into that local community. My my family lives in northern Greece. My mom and dad, so I, I want yeah. to be closer to them. You know, yeah. and, and just being in my home country, I was born over there. So well, you're I more, feel like I have more in common with a lot of people out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it might be – that's what's unfortunate about the West, about um, kind of this degenerate culture that we live in in so-called first world countries is uh, places like Greece, shoot, South America. There's cohesion as far as like local communities go, right? Like I yeah. – I go play, go play football, go play soccer with my neighbors, right? Like, I can I can count on my neighbors. I know them, right? Like we we have things that we do together regularly. In the suburbs, when I grew up, we didn't know our neighbors, half our neighbors, right? Like some of my neighbors we were cool with. I was always stoked when there was like kids in the neighborhood who were around my age. But for the most part, it's like, you know, half your neighbors, you don't even know their names. You don't talk to right. them if you live in the suburbs yeah, or the or in a city, especially in a city, right? And, hey, the suburbs are a step up from the city. Rural areas, for me, it's always been much more livable than suburbs. So I mean, yeah, it I depends. Like in America, the really rural small towns, they do have some level of cohesion, you know. And, and it has nothing to do with race or, uh, homo- um, like, being homogenous or anything like that. Like, you know, it like the, those are the things that really unify people, you know. Yeah. But then, like, yeah, the every step up you you take away from that community aspect, the easier it is to divide you, you know, with all this fake media nonsense. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't know who you are. You you you're right. raised in this uh, in this environment of mass media that's constantly telling you you don't know who you are. Right? It's like all the all the films, all the media, uh, all the all the television shows are all about somebody who doesn't know who he is, and then he comes of age and has a massive transformation and realizes he was truly a. Uh, you know, a, woman. a trans, yeah, well, a trans species unicorn. Like it's like right. it's it's this. Uh, you don't know who you are, but you're going to discover yourself through the random serendipity of you know the cultural, um, the cultural breadcrumbs that are laid out before you. And this is nonsense. Like we should have communities where we've got, and this is what orthodoxy is all about. It's, it's tradition. Like we've got a two thousand year tradition of how to properly raise families, how to build real communities around faith in God, and you know there, there's not you're not going to find you're not going to find that in Cardi B, you're not going to find that in uh, in Chris Cuomo or in no. Republican Party or the Democratic Party. Uh, you're not going to find that in liberal parties. democracy yeah. at all, right? You're going to find that in real communities and building real relationships and building your family and in serving God and, and, and in actually uh, uh, loving God above all things and, and caring about what's true, about what's real, and about what transcends all this temporal, worldly crap that, uh, that the system gets us to focus on and idolize. Uh, and that local level, real like uh, tight knit community that transcends any state mandates. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, your neighbor who is the cop, you think you know, you you give him uh, sheep or whatever, goat milk or all the time. You know, your your kids play together. You think he's gonna come and arrest you because you're not wearing a mask? No. You know what I mean? Like, now that's the thing is like it's out. And what they had to do here is they had to bring in police from other places. So they brought right. in police from other provinces and they switch it up. Because the police right. here wouldn't 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 uh, give people fines for wearing masks, so they brought in cops from other regions. That's right. how they destroy it. But it's really, really, no what it's about is, com- is local communities. You better know your Cold sheriff. Party. You want to know your sheriff, right? Know who your sheriff is. Vote your sheriff in. Like, these are the things that yeah. like, voting for actually does matter at the local level. Yeah, right? local like, level voting is like much more important. Absolutely. Yeah. So even if you didn't vote your sheriff in, go get to know him. Go ask him about the issues. Like when push comes to shove, what are these people? What are your sheriffs going to do? Uh, this is important. You come over here and, and see. And people you. like even over here, like nobody really goes and votes for the congressmen, the assembly people, or whatever. You know, like that, that stuff is important. You know, I mean, going to like town hall meetings, stuff like that. Uh, it's going to help you. You know, and they. They talk about Agenda 30 and uh, 2030 and all these things. Like, all these, like, talking points, that starts at the local level. Like, they start creeping things in uh, in the small towns. And nobody goes to these meetings and things just get passed. And things slowly start sliding more left and left until it becomes, like, a, you know, a really big problem. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, well, let, let's wrap it up. It's almost eleven o'clock. It is eleven. Let's o'clock, do it, man. Actually. It was a really um, nice talking to you, Tristan. Yeah, always nice chatting, man. I think it's been. I think you called in a couple times now. Paul the Carnivore. Yeah, time. Paul the Carnivore. Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, it's been a weird. Yeah, it's been a weird bro. night. It's been a crazy night. Let's see. Let's see what happens uh, with this whole uh, presidential election thing. We got two weeks. Two weeks out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think de- didn't sleep over it, but you know. <laughs> exactly. I think democracy in and of itself is absolutely flawed. The fact that um, the fact that vegan activists' votes count 
just like you and my votes count to me is absolutely ridiculous. The fact that Cardi B's vote counts just as much as Paul here's vote counts is, is absolutely absurd. So I know. I'm, I'm totally not for uh, liberal democracy. I think it's absolutely absurd. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you know, there's obviously it's been a, overrun. It's been there's overrun obviously one choice that's way more insane than the other choice. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm obviously biased towards one side of the narrative at this point. Same here. And uh, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what goes down. So I want to thank everybody for watching. Thank everybody for supporting. Hope for the best. Um, sometimes we do get some support via the Streamlabs and Super Chats tonight. We got some okay support. So let's uh, thank you guys at the end. The Art of Truth and Love. Ryan, Alanis Morissette, Fab, Luthien, Sad, Ian, Gerald, Sivo, Erica, Sideshow, Bob. Um, Keto Miner, Autistic Spectrum Warrior, DB, G-Dub, all of you guys, uh, John McRae, thank you guys all, Liberty Not Licensed, DB, thank you guys all for supporting the channel, thank you guys for supporting via the Streamlabs, that's the way we keep these streams going, uh, I'll probably be back Saturday, I think either Saturday afternoon or Saturday night, we'll see what's up, I'm not going to stream tomorrow, I'll take the day off of streaming, um, we'll see what's up guys. Thank you for supporting. Uh, support this channel while it's still able to stream on YouTube. And uh, go over and follow me on Instagram as well if you want to find links for these YouTube live streams. Instagram, I always post links on there and you don't always get notified on YouTube. And they might unsubscribe you. I got people who told me they've been unsubscribed five, six times from this channel and they regularly send fat super chats. So YouTube is, uh, they don't really care about that revenue apparently. It's all about social engineering. But uh, It's almost yeah, like they're picking a side. Almost like that. But, but you know what, those, those dang Iranians. Iran is, Iran is trying to mess with your election and, and undermine your democracy. But uh, yeah, big tech, they don't count. They don't count. But uh, yeah, dude. Paul, you got any last words, man? Uh, no, man. That's it. Uh, you know, let's all just hope for the best and uh, let's, uh, you know, eat meat. <laughs> there you go. Eat meat, make families, and, uh, and, and pray to God. Uh, I pray know, to we, God. That's we, it. I think, unfortunately, we, we might deserve what's coming. I hope I'm wrong, but I think we deserve what's coming. I hope you're wrong too, man. I hope it doesn't come anytime soon, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I think we do deserve what's coming down the line. So I think we, we all got to repent and we all got to say, uh, we, we all got to repent and we all got to, uh, we all got to realize that we're all culpable in this. So, um, yeah, hopefully Trump is not going to save you, whatever you do, you know, Trump's not going to save you, but, uh, yeah. Biden, Biden's definitely going to, going to try to put his pee pee in yeah. poo poo. Uh, but That's Hey, get, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time streaming Friday or Saturday, no Saturday or Sunday rather. And, uh, support the stream. If you got any last, uh, comments or, or, uh, if you just want to support, use the stream labs link. And become a member, primaledgehealth.com slash membership. There's a link down in the description below. Uh, you can become a member. We did our uh, coaching call today for the week. We do weekly coaching calls in there. And uh, that's the way you can support us and get our support and have the support of a like-minded community of good quality people. So become a member. There's a link in the uh, description down below. And I'll see you guys next time. Later, everybody. Later, Paul. Take it easy. Later, Tristan. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to one day early. 
Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Penfed's got great rates for- 